Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by BlackRifleCoffee.com. Put down the water and grab a fucking drink. Drink, 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 drink. Welcome to Drinking Bros Sports Companion Show. Man, do we have a hot show tonight. We've got your favorite guests. We've got my favorite guests on. We're talking about Pete Rose in the house tonight. Live in Las Vegas. It is fight week. The Major League Baseball playoffs have started. I mean, right now, the, the New York Yankees are on. What, what do you think about the New York Yankees right now? I think, yeah, I, I think if New York loses and they're eliminated from the playoffs after winning 100 game games, there's going to be a lot of controversy about that wild card playoff situation. You know, I used to tell people all the time, and this is even more pressure, the only playoffs or the only pressure you have as an athlete in baseball is the playoffs because you're playing against people you played in front of all year, you're playing against guys you played against all year, and it's a three out of five situation. It's not like the World Series is four out of seven or the NC uh, National League Championship Series is four out of seven. So if you're in a three three out of five playoff and you got to win a game the last day of the season to get there, you have to use your best pitcher who's only going to get to pitch one game in the playoffs. Yeah. And there's no tomorrow. I mean, everybody is uh, – when I played – I'm talking when I played now – we didn't have any extra rounds of playoffs. So if you win the playoffs, you go to the World Series. If you lose the World uh, Playoffs, you go home. Right. So that's pressure right there. And, like, if you had to use your best pitcher tonight, okay, and you win, your best pitcher's only going to get to pitch one out of the next three out of five. Where if, if you didn't have that situation, he could pitch game one and game five right. in a five-game series. So that's all creating pressure. Because you have to win. Tonight, you got to win. Last night, the Cubs had a win. Yep. They're, they're home now, watching everybody uh, on TV like we are. Yeah, and that hurts the ratings, I think. Because a lot of people, me in particular, uh, Boston Cubs would have been the ultimate World Series to me. Well, I, I think Yankees-Cubs would have been what the, uh, what the yeah. networks I, I, I won't mind that yeah. either. Yeah. What the networks yeah. want. Yeah, they don't want Colorado and Atlanta. Right. Okay, they might get them. They don't want Cleveland in Atlanta. Right. They don't want Cleveland and Colorado. They might get those too because as you and I talk right now, uh, I think probably the last couple of weeks, Cleveland has played the best. Yeah, and they, if you analyze their starters against Houston starters, those are really good starters those first three games. Oh, absolutely. In, in, in my opinion, it all comes down to pitching in the yeah. postseason. Yeah. Um, I, I, don't, th- I don't want to see Houston in the World Series again. Well, they're an exciting team to watch, but they're they're more exciting when Springer's doing real well and Correa's doing real well. They haven't did real well this year yet. And Altuve uh, got 160 hits. He usually gets 200. He had four years in a row. Right. And all of a sudden, he goes through a month injury. So th- that kind of hurts Houston, too. But, uh, you know, there's three teams went over 100 games. That's, that's another thing about the Yankees playing uh, a one-game playoff with 100 wins. If they win... They had the third best record in baseball. They have to play a team that had the best record in baseball. Yeah, yeah. How so crazy that's is a that? mountain to climb. <laughs> I know. That's two mountains in one week. That's a lot. Yeah, it is. It is. And uh, but uh, baseball knows what they're doing. They'll get it straight eventually. But uh, playoff baseball is uh, 
is pressure, is pressure. World Series baseball is not pressure. You know, playing in the Super Bowl is not pressure. Winning the playoffs to get to the Super Bowl is pressure. Right. That's what, that's what I believe. And, and, you know, I did it. Uh, so I played in six World Series and seven or eight playoffs. And uh, when you get to playoffs, you want to win to get to that next level. Because there's really, you want to win a World Series, but there's really no loser in a World Series. Yeah, but you still want that ring. Yeah, you ring. want it. You want to win. You want to win it. But uh, it's just like when I played, uh, you know, we swept the Yankees in 76 four in a row. I liked it, the fact that we won, but I didn't like it because it wasn't good for the game. Right. You know, you'd rather have a seven-game series because it's it's your showcase. It's like having a Super Bowl and the, and the score is 54 to nothing. Everybody turns it off in the fourth quarter. Yeah, unless it's unless your you, favorite team. Unless you, yeah. Well, unless, yeah. you, unless you got the over and it's 55. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way you keep watching it. Exactly. It's the same way in all sports. You want competition. You want the games to be good. Because that's where all the all the followers of your sport are watching the NBA championship, watching the Stanley Cup, watching the Super Bowl, watching the World Series. And you don't want to sweep. You want a seven-game series exciting. Why do you think the 75 World Series was so exciting? All the games were one-run games. Even in 72 when I played Oakland, uh, it was a seven-game series. Six of them were one-run games. The only non-one-run game was we beat Blue, Blue Moon Odom on a Saturday before game seven, six to one. So that's what people want for a playoff is exciting games. Right. Yeah, I, and, and I'm one of those people who, mm-hmm. if my dog is out of the fight, I, mm-hmm. look, I'm an Atlanta Braves fan, mm-hmm. die hard through and through. you got a good I, shot. I know. Uh, I, I still think we're a little too young. So I, I would say next year because that Acuna kid's one of the one of the best rookies I've ever seen. Oh, I, I don't I, I disagree with that. I, uh, Atlanta's had a wonderful year and they they won the division easily. I don't think they're thinking about next year. I, hey, they're old enough to be in the big leagues. I don't worry about yeah, that. Yeah, well, let me ask you about that. With young kids like that, Freddie Fre- Freddie is Freeman. It, well, not, I mean Freddie Freddie Freeman's he's a leader. Our, he, yeah, he's our only veteran on that team essentially. But with with a team of all younger guys like that, is the pressure more amplified? Nah, than I don't think guys? I don't think young players even understand pressure. Really, I don't think so. Why is that? I don't, they haven't experienced it. You got to experience it before you can have it. Yeah, I, and, and I just think they're out there and they're just having fun. They're playing together. They believe in their manager. No one ex- expects them to be there. Those are the teams you got to look out for. Yeah, you, you can have a bunch of veterans. Uh, and and people expect you to win. That creates more pressure than a bunch of rookies uh, because they're going to be facing the same kind of pitching they faced all summer. Yeah. You know, a pitcher don't get bigger because he's in the playoffs. He don't throw harder because he's in the playoffs. I expect Atlanta to uh, to play good in the playoffs. I, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if if they went to the World Series. I mean, you know, Colorado and Milwaukee. Milwaukee is really on fire too. Yeah. And they got some veteran players. And they got a pretty good bullpen. That's why they over, overcome the Cubs, who had a four-and-a-half game lead three-and-a-half, four weeks ago. Yeah, they made yeah. some great trades yes. towards the deadline, yes. and Yellick yes. is playing well. Oh, uh, Yellich is MVP. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he come within a one RBI and one home run in the Triple Crown. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah, if he did a home run his last time up with two men on, he'd have won the Triple Crown. Yeah. And you look at Miami's team because, they, you know, they <laughs> abandoned Schiff and traded him. Imagine if they still had Stanton... And yeah, I mean they they might D. go Gordon. to the playoffs. They got rid of D. Gordon. Yeah, imagine they, imagine them. They, they got they rid of the, the other playoffs. guy in the office, Saint Sano or something. Hit yeah, 30, hit thirty six uh, for him last uh, year. Ozuna. Yeah. Ozuna. Yeah, yeah. Played yeah. for uh, Minnesota. Yeah, 
That's four pretty good players right there. Crazy. Derek Jeter could have looked like a genius by keeping those guys. Well, I, I don't know what they're trying to do down there. What, what, are you, what are you telling your fans when you take over? And first of all, they say they're $400 million in debt. So they got out of that debt when they traded Stanton. Right. Because they still owed him $300 million Yeah, something. yeah. So, but what is that telling your fans when you trade all your good players away from the team? Because I, I think most fans today, I'm one. Uh, and, and, and I know I'm a Reds fan because I was born in Cincinnati and I root for the Reds. Okay? The Reds just completed their third straight year with identical record. How is that possible? How is that possible when you're rebuilding and you lose the same amount of games this year, last year, and the year before? You're not rebuilding. You're losing. Yeah. You're losing. you got to get better if you're rebuilding. I don't think fans that support these teams – Ever want to hear the words "we're rebuilding"? Ever, because if you if you look at teams, if you make the right trades in the right areas, you give out the big money in the right areas. Four years ago, Houston was one of the worst teams in baseball. They won the World Series last year, and they had one of the best records in baseball this year. Yep. In their year four, they won. They had a good year. So that whoever put that team together, put together the team that got them to the promised land. They didn't rebuild over a, a long period of time. I can't foresee the Reds winning next year. No, I, I can't, can't foresee the Reds winning two years from now. And it's interesting. So how long are we supposed to wait as fans? Yeah, exactly. And it's interesting with them, like because they had some good pieces. Like Billy Hamilton I, is one of the most exciting players to watch to me. Yeah, but he can't hit. <laughs> I know. I mean, he hits if he can just get off. He hits once he gets on. He's a great <laughs> outfielder. You know, and, and he. He screws up your whole lineup because you put him in the leadoff spot and he's getting on base at 28, 29%. That screws up Scooter Jeanette and Joey Votto who's trying to knock in runs. But when he is on, he's the most electric <laughs> is, guy to watch. I, and I, he I stole 35 bases this year, but you can't steal first. No. You cannot steal first. I mean, there, there's a lot of really good athletes in baseball today, but you have to fit into your batting order. I mean, two years ago, Brian Price was manager of the Reds. And he got into that that ridiculous thing of hitting the pitcher eighth to accommodate yeah. Billy Hamilton. Yeah, you don't change your lineup around for one guy because he can run. You know, I I told the hitting coaches at Cincinnati and everybody involved with Cincinnati. I talked to Joe Morgan about this all the time. Get Billy Hamilton in the cage, and every time he hits the top of the cage during batting practice, find him. Because anytime he hits the top of the cage, it's an out. Right. Unless you're working on a sacrifice fly. And you don't go in the cage to work on a sacrifice fly. <laughs> he wants to hit the side of the cage or the cage beyond where they're throwing batting practice from. Those are line drives. He's got to be a line drive type hitter. Billy Hamilton has to moder- He has to compare himself to D. Gordon. Because D. Gordon is close to a 300 hitter. D. Gordon's he won a always been a great hitter. A couple, yeah. Years, yeah. a couple years ago, so D. has the right philosophy of hitting and use, utilizes the speed that he has. Billy don't. Right. And Billy can steal bases as good as anybody. He can <coughs> play center field as good as anybody. But still, when you got the glove on your hand, you don't help your team offensively. No, look, I, I agree. It's just when he is on, God damn it, he is he's he can exciting. Run. He yeah. can run. Fastest runner in the league. Yeah, he's exciting to watch. So who, who do you have this year winning it all in the World Series? Um, well, that's, that's tough right now because we're, we haven't even started the first rounds yet. But uh, I think it's, I think there's two teams that are playing really well right now, and they probably won't get anywhere because I'm picking them. <laughs> I like Cleveland right now. Cleveland's pitching good. They're playing good. they got good up the middle. Uh, they got good MVP candidates. Uh, 
Boston's had the best year all year. Yeah. They've had the best team all year. I don't know if Boston's going to be able to turn it on like uh, like I think they think they can. And the other team that's got a really good bullpen that's uh, believing in themselves is Milwaukee. And, you know, it's too early to pick pick different teams. But I just think right now, uh, I'll pick Cleveland. I'll pick, okay. I'll pick Cleveland uh, against Atlanta. That's who I'm picking. Wow. And who, who wins that? Probably Cleveland. Okay. Probably Cleveland because they've been flirting around it the last several years, and they should have beat the, the Cubs a couple years ago. Yeah, when they were up 3-1. Yeah, yeah, they were up three games and one and going home, you know, for game six and seven. You gotta you gotta tighten up your belt and win that win that series, right? Oh there. yeah, I don't know how you overcome that. We'll find out how they do it this year. But uh, if it, if it's Cleveland and well, Atlanta, that takes it back to the '90s again. Yep. Yeah, well, Cleveland was never pressed this year because nope. the, the team that came in second, I think, was Minnesota. Yeah, and they, they were... just fired their manager yesterday. Oh yeah, he's gone. So, uh, but Cleveland, I think, uh, has got good offensive players. If if Andre Miller's doing good. The middle relief is doing good. Cleveland's going to be tough. Yeah. Because they'll score some runs with Lindor and Ramirez and those guys. Kipnis is doing good. That city also ha- seems to have a little bit of electricity going with Baker Mayfield and yeah. those guys. Yeah. And it, it feels, well, it almost that, feels like Cleveland's thing. time. Baker May- uh, Cleveland Browns, uh, what are they, th- one and three? They should be well, one, three two and, and one. one. Yeah, one, two and yeah, one. They, they lost in overtime to the Raiders. Yeah. They're missing a, a field goal. Yep. And then they lost last week on... Which was horrible. They were yeah, up by two yeah, touchdowns. Yeah. With, yeah. But, uh, you know, a lot of people, uh, I don't know him, but a lot of people think that coach plays to lose. Hugh Jackson? Yeah. I think he's terrible. I think him and the, I don't the rest know of that him. staff I don't should know be him, out the door. Uh, they, they say there's some coaches that play to win and some coaches play to lose. Yeah. And Hugh Jackson's one of those guys that I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm not here to criticize any coaches because it's uh, in the player's court, but uh, when you've got some... Some wins you should win. You got to win them in the NFL. You got to win them. Yeah, and I watched him on Hard Knocks. And when I watched him on Hard Knocks, he just he seemed like a players guy. Like he was too buddy oh, buddy with the, the players. Players love him, and not an yeah, asshole. Yeah, like yeah. you need to be an asshole like Belichick to win. Yeah, in you, the you, NFL, you need I, to be I think. an asshole, but get respect. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And uh, the Belichick is, is has a way of doing that. You know, um, Sparky wasn't an asshole, but we got his respect. Sparky Anderson, right. I'm about of course, the big red machine. Yeah, yeah, the, one know, of the greatest. But but you, you you just can't emphasize this enough. That uh, I'll ask you, and uh, I just asked a lady from New York, and she got the answer. You know what makes a good manager in baseball? Brains. One thing makes a good manager. Oh, cock. Okay. <laughs> Seriously, one thing makes a good manager. Decision making. Good players. Y- you think so? That's all. What else? I've seen you some, you I've ever, seen some talented tell me, teams tell lose, me, though. Tell, tell me, tell me a good coach in football, basketball, or a good manager in baseball that won with shitty players. Don't think about it, because you're not going to come up with one. <laughs> I can think, though, of, of, of great coaches with great players who have lost. Sure. If you, if you take the, those Braves teams in the 90s, sure. with Glavin, Schmoltz, Maddox, yeah. they, should, they, they only won one. They should have won way more than but that. But they went into more. What was just, that? Just, just, they went to more though. They did, yeah. Just because you don't win the World Series every year, or the Super Bowl every year, but you, if you don't have good players, you don't you don't get to the end of the war. You just don't do it. If you don't have a good army, you're going to lose the war. Sure. Okay. If you don't have good players, you're not you're not going to win games. And I never second guess a manager. I'll tell you why. And I learned this a long time ago. If you're managing Atlanta Braves and you make a move, 
I'm not going to criticize your move because you know more about that team than anybody alive. And you did that for a reason. And who am I to second guess your reason? Right, right. And that, that's, that's the way you got to look at that. Like they were talking last night is, well, why did Blackman end up on the bench with a double switch? Why did Rizzo end up on the bench because of the double switch? Yeah. Well, Madden had a reason why he did that, and Black had a reason why he did that. And they had reasons because they're on top of it in the dugout, and they know their personnel more than you and I do. It's easy to second guess. You call a play, but you you called a play because you got it from a coach upstairs, and it was the wrong play, obviously. You and I know that as spectators. But, you know, when I when I managed the Reds in 85, 6, 7, 8, 9, I don't think I ever put the wrong pinch hitter up there. I don't think I ever put the wrong pitcher, brought the wrong pitcher uh, in uh, to face a hitter. It didn't always work out because the athletes didn't do their job. Right. But as far as bringing this guy in to face this guy, I did it for a reason, and the reason was the best reason I could come up with, but it didn't work out. And so, that's what happens in sports. It don't always work out. No, so, but, but you brought up an interesting point with Rizzo. Let's say you're the manager of that team, and that is your superstar player. Do you even risk it by taking him out the other night? Well, if they don't take him out, they lose one to nothing. Because they put the runner in who stole the base and scored on the base hit. Right. But then you don't have him the rest of the game. Yeah, but if you don't if you don't pinch run for him, they don't steal the base, the game's over, it's one to nothing. Ah, it's true. I mean, look, something else could have yeah. happened. Well, it could have, but, but it didn't. No, you're right. It's just it's just like it's just like why do you why do you take uh, uh, the, the left hand pitcher out last night if you're Joe Madden? He's down one nothing yeah, in the sixth know. inning because they they had another. They had another seven innings when they didn't score. Yeah. I, what did it go? Fourteen last night. Thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, who's right? Who's wrong? Yeah. Dude, that, that's why we all we're all Monday morning quarterbacks. <laughs> we are. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Who uh, do you pick? Oh, for the World Series. Yeah. Uh, I'm going. I'm. I'm still going to go with Boston. I'm going to ride the hot hand with uh, those. I mean, look, they've been the best team all year, and and I think. It all comes down to starting without pitching sale? again. Without sale, uh, yeah, I, I still think it's them, and I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say the Dodgers. I'm gonna say the Dodgers go back. I'm gonna say well, that's a good that's Boston a good, versus good Dodgers, right and there. I'm gonna say the Dodgers win it this year. Let me ask this question, okay? Why is the Dodgers pitching Kershaw game two? I don't know. Because now if it goes five, he can only pitch one game. Right. It's almost as if they're saving him for game five. Is there a day off in between? Because I didn't look at the schedule. Still, if you pitch game two. Game five would be one day off, one, two, three, four days. Yeah, did, you, don't did want he, to, you don't want him to pitch on an early day's rest. Did he pitch in that wild card? Is that why they did it? I was flying when the, when it happened. Yeah, that was that was uh, Monday, wasn't it? Yeah, I believe so I, I was flying that day, so I'm not sure. They, um, what, either way, Dave, Kershaw Dave should be pitching every night. He has a reason why. Yeah. Okay, but. If I'm riding that horse, I want Kershaw out there as often as I can get him out there. I think you probably would too. Oh, I would too. I, every yeah. game, if I could. Yeah. yeah. Even even talking to you about like, managing like the guy last night. Yeah. He come back with three days rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the kid from Colorado. Yeah. Pitched a wonderful game. It was great. He was great. Uh, and then and they'll ride him out as well, I think. Um, but even talking to you about managing, it seems like you miss it. You know so much about the game. It's well, astounding. I, it. I watch games every day. I watch two or three games every day and. And uh, and I enjoy these athletes today. There's some really good players out there, and there's some really bad teams out there. Yeah. You know, how would you like to be manager of Baltimore? Oh, God. How would you like to be manager? Well, he got Kansas? fired. Buck Showalter yeah. got how fired. How would you like yeah. to be manager of Kansas City? Yeah. How would you like to be manager of the Reds? 
Yeah. Okay. How, you know, there's so many bad teams. I mean, uh, why is that? Why is there so many bad teams? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It feels they, like there's more than there has I been in years past. I think there was three teams that, that, that three teams that won over 100, and I think there's two teams that lost over 100, and another team lost 99. Right. So I don't think that's what the commissioner wants. Is three teams that win over 100, three teams that lose 100. Yeah, not at all. You'd rather have parity because parity creates uh, good games. Yeah. And I feel like the NBA is in that as well, where there's three or four great teams and the and, rest and are just kind of there. And there's teams that play baseball. They tell me, what the hell happened to the Phillies the second half of the season? They were right about uh, the, the league leaders at the All-Star. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were they right up there with Atlanta. completely fell apart. That's a young team, too. Yeah. See, now, the Phillies did what a lot of people said Atlanta was going to do, but Atlanta didn't do it. No. You know, Atlanta had a couple of series against uh, against the Nationals and against the Phillies where they might have lost two or three, but then they come back and won two or three and right back on, uh, you know, right back on the streak. But every time, every time Atlanta would go into a little bit of a thing, Washington would go bad too. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I thought and the Phillies were inconsistent the second the second half. I thought before the season started, if you would have asked me who was going to win that division, I would have said Washington. Washington. Sure, you would have. Yeah, what's what's wrong with Bryce Harper? Do you know? Uh, you look. You're well, the greatest hitter think, of all time. Think, what's think, your suggestion I, for him? One thing I think is wrong with him is uh, uh, he can't hit left-handers. You know, uh, he wants to he wants to hit a home run every time he bats. Right. And uh, I don't think Bryce is ever going to be a 300 hitter. He's, he's going to be a great run producer. Uh, but, but there again, uh, I, you know, Soto had a great year for him as a rookie. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Turner's a good young shortstop. Yeah. Zimmerman, you know, he got hurt this year, but he's a pretty good player too. Uh, you know, the little leadoff hitter was with the White Sox in the past. What's his name? Uh, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. left-hand yeah. hitter can yeah. run like the wind. Yeah, but uh, Bryce is—he's uh, got to—he's got to start just trying to get base hits and hit the ball hard somewhere. And I—I I don't know if he's going to end up in Washington or not. I don't think he stays. I don't—I don't know if they can afford him. To be honest with you, somebody's going to come in with a big number. Somebody came in. Why, uh, at, why can't with, Washington with the trade? Why can't Washington uh, afford him? If Philly can. They're—they're uh, they're claiming that it's a smaller market. And that uh, the the draw, if since he was still there, they should be ma- making more money than they already are. Well, they get the TV same TV rights, don't they? I, I believe so, but it's the it's the fans that come into the stadium. So in Philly, you know the fans in Philly, yeah. they come out and they yeah. uh, like with Bryce Harper, they sell they out, out every single win. night. Philly yeah. fans come out when you win. Yeah, nobody, yeah. not many cities, with the exception of Boston, Cubs, Dodgers. Yankees come out when you lose. Yeah, St. Louis sells out. St. Louis does. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're good. The right. You're right. The rest of them. Yeah. I mean, you you can show up on game day. St. Louis sells out every game. Yeah. Why don't Kansas City? Why don't the Reds? Why don't Milwaukee? Because some teams do it right. Some teams do it wrong. I think St. Louis is one of those franchises like Chicago and Boston, where their fans are so knowledgeable and they're so diehard. It doesn't matter. How good or bad their teams are going to be, they'll always and don't forget can they, sell out. They don't have a football team. They don't have a basketball team. No, they got a baseball team and a hockey team. Yeah, because uh, the Rams most, left. Most of the other cities have three sports. Yeah. There's other ways to spend spend your sports dollar. Yeah, St. Louis Cardinals. You only have eighteen thousand uh, 
fans to watch a hockey team. Right. <laughs> so do you, they put money into the baseball franchise. Yeah. And, you know, they they kind of went cold the last two weeks of the season, too. Yeah, they did. I mean, how long did one of my favorite players got hot as a firecracker the second half, then the last month he tapered off was Matt Carpenter. Yeah, Mar- was, Matt Carpenter was on fire. He he didn't lead the league in home runs. He was leading the whole time. I know. Who would ever expect Matt Carpenter would be a league leader in the National League in home runs? That's crazy. It's, it's crazy, Now, I got right? a question for you. Or the listeners can call in with if you ever take in calls. Yeah, okay. we take calls all the time. Do you think the ball is juiced? No. I don't, and I'll tell you why. Give the, me a reason why it's not. The numbers are so low where you take, for me personally, you take somebody like Aaron Judge or Stanton, and that ballpark they're playing in, they should have a lot more home, Stanton in particular, should have a lot more home runs if the ball was juiced. If it, if it wasn't, it doesn't make any sense to me. And then you look at somebody like Chris Davis. I think Chris Davis, who just had the worst statistical yeah. batting average yeah, in the history of Major League Baseball. Home runs. Yeah. When he was doing well and he signed that $160 million deal, I felt it was juiced a couple years ago. And I, I felt that that helped his numbers. And he was cranking out well, home did runs. Did you see the ball? Did you see the at-bat Bryce Harper had in New York when the bat broke in half? Yeah, and it, it, it went the over. Screen, yeah, yeah. The ball went out of the ballpark. Yeah. I saw a ball a couple months ago in Anaheim. Foul tip, foul, pop foul behind the dugout. Hit the cement, back, bouncing it to the second deck. <laughs> so you think it's used? I do. I, I, I think it's harder. And I'm not blaming the players on this. Sure. The players play with the balls they, they put out there before the game starts. Yeah. Okay? But everybody, I believe, playing today is a potential home run hitter. Yeah, look, I think it would help the league if it was juice. Um, I think I think well, they would never admit that because no. then they're then they're saying it's okay to take steroids. Yeah, but but I think if they look, if you say no steroids, but but you juice the ball and there's a lot more home runs, that brings a lot more people out to the ballpark. But when's the, when's the last time you ever thought uh, the statistic is this? I could be a couple hundred off one way or the other. There was forty thousand hits in baseball this year. Right. There was forty two hundred and forty strikeouts. I think all of them are Chris Davis, by the way. <laughs> but, but, but you think baseball really wants more strikeouts than no, hits? No, they don't. And at one time, going into August, they were 250 uh, ahead in strikeouts, and then the players had a good August. Yeah. Then they came back and had a bad September, a lot of strikeouts again. Right. 40,000 hits in baseball this year. Well, didn't they speed up the game? Wasn't that the big thing before the season started? Hey, let's speed up the game. Does that have any effect on the hitters? No. How's it going to have an effect on the hitters? Here's another thing. (laughs) Timing-wise. You're never going to speed up the game as long as you continue to have six minutes of commercials every inning. That's 54 minutes of commercials. How are you going to speed up the game when you allow these teams to bring up 40 guys in September? There was a couple games the last couple weeks. There were over 22 pitchers pitched in the games. Yeah. That slows down the game. Oh, yeah. So how are you going to speed up the game? You're not going to speed up the game unless you have more complete games or pitchers going more than six or four or five or six innings. Because every time you bring a new pitcher in from the bullpen, that slows the game down. Yeah. And there again, I'm not one of these guys in a big hurry. If you Listen, fans are fickle. I'll tell you why. You root for Atlanta, correct? Yep. 
Okay, if you go to a game tomorrow night and Atlanta has a two-hour game and they lose one to nothing, you're pissed on the way home. Oh, uh, you come back yes. the next day and they win fifteen to two and it took four hours. You're happy on the way home. Yeah. Football used to start at one o'clock on Sunday, four o'clock the second game. Right. They're so long now. They started four thirty, four twenty. Yeah. How long does it take? To watch the Hawks play the last two minutes of a basketball game. Oh my God, my my wife complains about that. So why worst. is everybody in a hurry to go to a baseball game? <laughs> I don't know. Everybody's in a hurry. Why do you want such a fast game? I think for television they want a fast game. If you're in, if you're sitting in the seats, well, and you, I you wouldn't if I'm in TV because you get more ads. Yeah, yeah, you get more commercials. But as a spectator sitting on the couch, I want to see a faster game. If I'm there at the, at the ballpark, you're right. I want to see a slower game. Chances are I just paid $100 a ticket for me and my two kids and everybody else to come. And it's a, you know, it's a $500 you know day at the you ballpark. You know who loves rain delays in the long games? Who? Concessionaires. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because everybody's buying an extra beer or two. Yeah. Everybody's buying an extra hot dog. Or eight in my, in I my chance. I get a kick out of people always complain to me when I do speaking engagements around the country. They, they complain about the price of tickets in baseball. It's the best bargain in sports, baseball is. Okay? And they'll say, well, I, you know, I spent $150 on the family of four tickets, and, and I spent another $150 on food. I said, well, did you ever stop to think maybe you eat before you go to the game? Right. <laughs> Instead of going to the game to eat? I'm one of those people, though. I like the ballpark food. I love it. I, I come that, out for that's it. That's okay to do that, but don't complain about the prices. No, I, I look, I don't. I, I settle in, and I almost treat it like a mini vacation when I go to a game. Where you it's go to like, Hawk hey, games? Absolutely. Okay, what's it cost to go to a Hawk game? Uh, it's about 75 bucks a ticket. What's it cost to go to a Brave game? Um, boy, I haven't been to that new stadium. But, uh, it's not close to 75 bucks. Well, some friends of mine went. It depends. If you're sitting lower bowl, lower seats, you know, you're probably looking at 150. The Yankees tickets, I went to the Yankees game uh, a couple months back. That, that I put out a second mortgage on my house. Well, our tickets at, at the uh, Diamond seats, which are right behind home plate in Cincinnati, right. are $1.80 a game. Yeah, yeah. But not everybody sits in the diamond seats. No, no. Because all the if you sit in the diamond seats, you don't spend a dime on concessions because they they feed you for nine hours. Plus, you left a buffet underneath for you come to the diamond seats. Yeah, yeah. So those people, the baseball teams lose money on them diamond seats, especially when them fat guys come in. Oh yeah, uh, the, the Dodgers do it in right field where they have it, you know, set up where you can eat a certain amount and drink a certain amount, you know, whatever you want, peanuts. Hot I remember dogs, one time stuff. we were playing at Crosby Field. And Shag Crawford, you remember that name? Yeah. Umpire. All right, I come. It's it's hot as hell. It's humid. Sanguine's catching for the Pirates. I come up to bat the second time up, and Shag's as white as a ghost. I'm just a kid, okay? And I looked at him. I said, Shag, you all right? He looked up and he says, Just swing the bat, kid. I said, Pardon me. He said, I don't give a shit if he rolls it up there. I'm calling strikes. <laughs> I said, Shag, what's the problem? He said, Sanguine. He stinks, he's farting, he's belching, and it's all stand at home plate. Fastest game I ever played in. Our, our 45 minute game. Just swing it back, kid. I don't give a shit if he rolls it up there. <laughs> Fastest game I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> he told he telling all the, the veteran players, just swing the bat. Don't give a shit how I feel. <laughs> this guy's farting, he stinks, he's belching, it's all staying right at home plate. Poor Shag. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anybody like him umpiring anymore? Is there anybody uh, like that you think? No, I ain't been in around. Bruce Fromme was great. I mean, all those umpires were good. I mean, you know, umpires have 
there are victims of uh, society today. And what I mean by that is umpires are a big part of the game, right. okay? And they want to be. But they can't be. Like, I remember when I was a, you know, 10, 12-year veteran. I'm, I'm a star player at the time. And, and when Augie Donatelli and Al Barlick used to come into town to do a weekend series. And I got along good with him. I always go eat with him on a Sunday on the way to the ballpark at the hotel where they stayed. Now, can you imagine if I did that today and a, a, a close call came up and I got the benefit of the doubt from oh, the man. umpire? Yeah. What people would say? Yeah. Yeah. So they can't be as as part of the game as they they like to be, right? And, and and they do a pretty good job. I mean, I remember another time Jerry Crawford is umpiring at first base one night, and Riverfront Stadium was was real close to first base. Right. I mean, if you got a close play from the dugout, Ray Charles could see it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that's how close it was. Yeah, I've been and, to that stadium yeah, many times. And, You're right. And Paul O'Neill bitched about everything. He's the greatest. But he 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 never had a strike called him. He was never out at first, never out at second. And I'm in second place this one time. And Paul's out by, you know, three feet, four feet, which is not close in baseball. You know, an inch is close in baseball. Yeah. And he's out there arguing with Terry Crawford. And I don't need him kicked out of the game. I'm trying to win the division here. And I go out, and Tony Perez, my first base coach, I say, Tony, get him out of here. So I look at Jerry Crawford. I point at him. I say, Jerry, that was the best damn call I've ever seen in my life. But you know how this ass is. He bitches at everything. He says, I know. Now, you better get your ass out of here. I'm going to kick you out of the game. I said, that's exactly what I want you to do. So he kicked me out of the game. Okay. Really? Yeah. Now Paul's in the clubhouse after the game talking to Dave Parker. And he says, you know, Dave, he said, that's the way a manager is supposed to stick up for his player. <laughs> <laughs> he, he read that in my book and he got pissed at me. <laughs> he thought I was taking up for him. <laughs> oh, man. That was... Jerry Crawford started laughing, man. I thought oh, it was funny. I say, Nern and I were playing in Cincinnati. Remember John McSherry? Yeah. He died at home plate on opening yeah, day. Yeah, he had yeah, a heart yeah. Attack. Which is awful. And we're in a 14 15 inning game, and I'm playing first base. And as I said, you know, the line's real close to the stands, and John's hungry, man. You know, he's a big guy, and I know <laughs> he's, he's hungry. Huge. Oh, yeah, he's huge. <laughs> he's, he's, he's walking up and down, pacing back and forth, and all of a sudden, this guy from the first row throws this goddamn hamburger out with him, okay, with mustard on it and relish on it, and John started walking up, looking at that thing. He's whipping his chocks. I said, man, it looks good, doesn't it, John? <laughs> I said, hey, John, it's got relish on it, too. <laughs> He said, like, get this goddamn game over, man. I'm hungry. Will you get this game over with? Next inning, you got to go eat. <laughs> that boy was panning back and forth, walking back and forth, stepping over that hamburger. <laughs> if there would have been nobody in the stands, you'd have picked that son of a bitch up, boy. Oh, my God. Oh, that was funny. Man, I don't feel like there's enough like stories in, in today's game like this anymore. Oh no, they don't. They, I the don't, fun doesn't seem there. Like they, it wasn't your they your days. They have more fun than I did, man. They're all millionaires. And, God bless them. Yeah. But uh, you, you know, don't pan in the dugout and everybody looks like their mom died the day before. Yeah. Show some emotion, and it seems like guys who show emotion get criticized. I, you know, they get criticized. I, I hate it. I went through that when I came up. People despised the way I played. Hey. I'm going to tell you right now, you might disagree, but I played the way you're supposed to play. Everybody should play the way I did. You don't have to run the first on a base on balls, but you got to go out there and bust your ass for an hour and a half. 
two hours and a half. People are paying good bucks to see you play. Yeah. Show some emotion. Have some fun. Go out there and play the game. I mean, it, what's so difficult about that? I don't understand. But I think that's why you're so beloved still today, where it's like, man, they miss players like you. Well, there's some players that play hard today. I mean, there's a lot of good, a lot of good. Players. Bryce Harper. I like watching Bryce Harper play. Yeah, he plays hard. I mean, he he went through a thing a couple of years ago when Dusty got on his ass for not running the ball out. Yeah. But he learned. Yeah. Okay, that's that's the thing about mental mistakes in baseball. Physical mistakes are part of the game. But you can't have mental mistakes. If you make a mental mistake, make that mistake one time. Never again. Because mental mistakes are not part of the game. Right. Physical, you're always going to make errors. You're always going to strike out. You're always going to throw. But you're always not going to throw the wrong base. You get thrown at third to start the inning. Get thrown at second to start the inning. Those are things you don't do. Okay, and, and, and once you learn how to play the game, just play it consistently. You're yeah. going to win. Listen, you're going to lose 50. You're going to win 50. What are you going to do with the other 62? I, I, uh, I enjoy watching him in Yasiel Puig. Uh, those guys seem like they're having they a play blast. Hard. Yasiel Puig. Uh, but they, hard. they seem like they're having a blast and have yeah. some personality yeah. to them. Those guys I enjoy watching. I don't watching. even mind a guy that acts like he plays mad. Yeah. I, I like a guy. I don't know how these guys today. A lot of them, I don't, I guess it's because of the hair triggers the umpires got. I mean, you see pitches, guys are called out on bad pitches, and they just turn around and walk away. I'd be kick, I'd be getting kicked out of three out of five games. <laughs> Easily. I mean, if a ball's out of the strike zone and a guy says strike three, am I going to just smile and say, okay, I'll see you next time? Yeah. I mean. You, you would have gotten they thrown don't out bitch a lot. The, they don't bitch today. The umpire's union is so strong. You know, most umpires have a hair trigger. Right. You can't say a darn thing to an umpire today. Your ass is gone. Your ass is gone. And you don't help the team at all. One one way a good player or even a mediocre player does not help the team, and that's being in the clubhouse yeah. when the game's going on. There was a story I wanted to ask you about. Uh, we talked about it when we were off air last time. Uh, you were talking about showering Joe with D- Joe DiMaggio, and you, you had to pour water on him. <laughs> no, 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 no. Here's what happened. Here's what happened. Okay, I get a. Call. I've never laughed that hard in my no, life. No, I, I get a call in 1967. Guy identifies himself, State Department. He said, "I'm just a kid." He said, "Would you like to go to Vietnam?" I said, "Not necessarily. There's a war going on there." He said, "Well, Joe DiMaggio's going." I said, "I get to meet Joe DiMaggio?" He said, "Yeah, you get to live with him for 23 days." I said, sign me up. So I flew to San Francisco, met Joe, Jerry Coleman, you remember, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and Tony Canigliaro, and a guy who worked for the Yankees named Bob Fischel. The five of us went. Joe and I went south. They went north, and we ended up meeting them on the Intrepid in the Tonkin Bay that's docked right now in New York over where the Trade Center used to be. And we're in, a, in down in the Mekong Delta, and it's hot as hell. You can't sleep. Boom, 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 mortars going off. Every fourth bullet out of the helicopter is a tracer. We're on a hill, a valley, another hill. There's a war going on. Yeah. Okay, and we're down there talking to these six or seven Americans that are advising the South Vietnamese how to fight. And we're the only Americans these guys would see other than the mailman for six months. And then walks Joe DiMaggio. And Joe says, I got to take a shower. I said, Joe, we're not downtown Saigon. We're in the middle of the damn jungle here. He said, I don't give a damn. I'm Joe DiMaggio. So the <laughs> only way you could take a shower is a guy had to get a bucket, me, get it filled up with water, me, get on a chair, me, pour it in this canvas thing, 
and pulled the chain. And the guy underneath took a shower. I gave Joe DiMaggio a shower. <laughs> now, the best way to describe Joe DiMaggio is he was a penis with a man hanging from it. <laughs> He's that huge. I don't know how he hit 56 in a row carrying that damn thing around. <laughs> he was the greatest, so man. He was the greatest. Joe was the greatest. I mean, that's he how he was so humble, those guys. I mean, that's how he got Marilyn Monroe, though, let's I'm, face well, it, right? I, I feel sorry for her. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if I envied her or felt sorry for her. But they're both gone now. God rest their souls. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before I let you get out of here, hey, could you imagine picks. Joe DiMaggio walking in and facing these guys who haven't seen anybody but the mailman? No. Hey, I'm Joe DiMaggio, no broken down ball player. You know, Joe Joe DiMaggio is one of the very very few guys I've ever met in my life. You're gonna laugh at the other one. That when he walked into a room, it was like someone turned the spotlight on. That happened to me with Joe DiMaggio. And I'll tell you another guy it happened with. I met him uh, at a private room in the racetrack in Gulfstream Park. Okay. Bill Parcells. Really? He lit up the room when he walked in. He was dressed nice, nice sports coat. Yeah. He just lit up the goddamn room. There's only That's the only two guys I've ever seen. And I met seven presidents. Sure. But those two guys lit up the room when they walked in the room. Mine was Tom Cruise. When I saw, I'm sure. when Tom Cruise walked into the room, I mean, the world stopped, and he was exactly what you hoped Tom Cruise yeah. would be and yeah. should be. Like he, yeah. he was that dude. Yeah. We were just like, oh man, and that—that's who I was. I in remember awe of. we went out on deck as the Intrepid. First of all, we got to sit in the pilots' meeting, who were going to Hanoi to bomb Hanoi. Right. Okay. So we go out on deck, and the the, the, the pilots are getting in their jets to take off. And Joe went out on deck, Joe DiMaggio, on his aircraft carrier, and he takes a piece of chalk, and in one of the bombs, he writes, fuck ho. <laughs> Ho Chi Minh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? Yeah. And about an hour, two hours later, we're back, and the pilots got back, and the guy came up to Joe and said, hey, Joe, I got an ammunition dump with your bomb. <laughs> so the guy took that bomb that Joe wrote that on and got an ammunition uh, uh, a dump in uh, North Korea. Really? Or North North Vietnam? Yeah, yeah. No, North Vietnam. Yeah. Uh, how did those? What, what were those kids? Did they light up when Joe DiMaggio walked oh in? Oh my God, he was so humble. I mean, just I seen he really got pissed one time. We were in Saigon, just very just a couple of days in Saigon, and we went into you know the war to face the the, the soldiers, and you know just Joe made them feel good. Okay, then we went into the, the Viet Cong ward. That's the opposition. Yeah. And don't ask me why, but the Viet Cong ward was air conditioned, and ours wasn't. I never really? seen Joe get so mad when he walked in there and felt that air condition. He started bitching everybody to listen. Why are our soldiers in that hot barracks, and these guys are in air condition? I don't get it. I don't understand it. He was pissed. He was really pissed. Did they do anything about it? I don't know. We left. We left. Yeah, you were gone, huh? And we got on this helicopter one time, and we were going to this town, Canto, I think it was. And we got a brigadier up in the driver's seat, okay? And um, they got machine guns, two on the back. And, of course, they got the gunship with the machine guns in it. And this helicopter is going about 130 knots at treetop level. You know, you go over a tree and just about, just miss the tree, and you keep going. And Joe said, man, this brigadier told this guy to give us a joyride, okay? So we get to where we're going, and Joe says, 
He said, hey, Brigadier, General, he goes, hey, hey, General, he said, thanks for the joyride. And the General said, what do you mean? He said, well, you guys were going so fast at treetop level. And the General said, Joe, he said, the reason we did that, because they can't shoot you out of the sky at treetop level. You're by them before they can get a shot off. If we're 2,000 feet up, they'll blow us out with a missile. <laughs> so we were doing it to save our lives, and Joe thinks he's got us on a, a joyride. <laughs> Doesn't that make sense? How are you going to shoot somebody when they're 130 knots right on by you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Could you imagine shooting a, uh, sitting in Annapolis and trying to shoot a car coming down? No. No. What was his face like after they told him they that? Went, really? Really? <laughs> <laughs> He thought the general told him, put him on, a, put her scared the shit out of him. Yeah, they scared us out of it. Yeah, they scared us okay. That was, <laughs> that was a fun trip, and uh, I guess most guys my age would have been scared. But I always told myself it was good enough for Joe D. It was good enough for me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. He's going to put himself in harm's way. Who in the hell am I? I'm just a two-year, three-year player. Yeah. Well, not anymore. I you... went halfway around the world to meet Joe DiMaggio. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I think I would have, too. Yeah, I would have. <laughs> I signed up immediately. Yeah. Uh, before I let you get out of here, NFL picks this year. Uh, who, do you, who do you got for the Super Bowl? Uh, I'll, I'll tell you mine first, by the way. I started off with Steelers versus Falcons. Both of those teams are blown out of the water, and we're only in week four. Uh, my sexy teams, though, were, were Chiefs-Rams, and those are undefeated. And they look, they look lights like out so two. far. I, yeah. like the, I like the Chiefs, and I like the Rams. Yeah. Or, man, I like, I like Kansas City. That, that kid they got, that fast kid. Mahomes. Oh, he keeps well, covering too. No, I, I've I mean, bet him all four weeks in a row. He keeps covering. He's a punch back. Oh, uh, Ty- Tyreek Hill. Oh my God. Yeah. He should be a sprinter in the Olympics. Yeah, he's on my fantasy football team. He's oh destroying. Oh my God. It. Amazing. Yeah, they're, 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 Mahomes looked good the other night. Yeah. First half they kind of confused him a little bit, but Denver's got a good defense. Yeah. But the second half, he's got a gun. He's and, got a gun. And he covered. And he covered with about two. Yeah, you, know, you know what? Uh, that was the most yards in ten years. For a guy throwing out of the pocket on the run, yeah, he looked like Favre to me. Almost two hundred yards. Yeah, he looked he looked like Brett Favre to me, like like a and young he puts Favre. it right on the hands. Yeah, and 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 Kelsey had a bad first half, and then he came back in the second yeah, half and tore seven it. or eight catches. But yeah, they're going to be good. They're going to because they got a good defense. Yep, I know their secondary. They're they're Spotty. talking about their secondary. Well, Barry's but, out for the Chiefs, so yeah. But Andy will find a way. Yeah, he'll find a way. But you know, you got to worry about you got to worry about Brady too. Yeah, Don't, because they're going to get healthy. That game, and they're, they're playing, they're playing the Thursday night game. Yeah, they're going to get healthy. They're going to get healthy. You know, the the new the Patriots always start off slow, yeah. and then Belichick goes to work, and they start filling in what they need. And as long as you got Tom Brady, he's not he's not forty. He's lying about his birth certificate. He's thirty. Yeah, that he's guy. not forty. Jesus Christ, how does he do it? I, I think he can play two or three more years. So do I. You played in your forties, though. Well, how did I, you do it? He, he, you know why he can play? Because he's got the attitude. He loves the game. He stays in shape. He loves his teammates. You know, and he's got a wife that makes 50 man a year. Yeah. So what's her not to like? He's fine. I, how do you avoid injury that long? Same with you. How do, I mean, he gets rid of the ball. Yeah. And he don't. He don't scramble. He don't run. He can't run. No, he can't. He can't run. He can't. Yeah. He's gonna get sacked, but he's he's a big guy. You know, I'm, I'm still surprised though, like one, you know, one or two hits, because it, you know. Well, it's usually hits on the lower part of the body. Yeah, you know, he's been pretty fortunate with knees and stuff like that. But, and I guess when you're, you got them 290 pound defensive linemen hitting you every time that you don't want to come down on his shoulder, right, or collarbone. That's what quarterbacks worry about. Yeah, yeah. But Brady, I never seen a guy. Well, I guess I have. I guess Brett Favre was like that. Go up to the line of scrimmage 
and you know what defense they're in, and you know what to call. Right. He changes more calls at the line of scrimmage probably than any quarterback. Well, Peyton Manning. He, he can, Peyton yeah, Manning, Peyton Manning was there too, he yeah. could read too. Yeah. Those guys just read defensive. They read who's open and why he's going to be open. Yeah. And they always throw it to the guy that's going to be open. Yeah, yeah I, let's see if uh, Chiefs-Rams holds up. But uh, where, where can everybody find you, Pete? Um, uh, where, where are you signing out the rest of the year? Where are you going to be at? No, we, we go back and forth here in Vegas from MGM at the Art and Music Store. Mm-hmm. Then we go next Monday, I'll be at Mandalay Bay at the Art and Music Store. It's in the malls. I don't sign in the casinos. I do the malls. And we have Art and Music Store here. One, uh, we're in MGM right now. Right. Mandalay next week, and we got one at the Mirage. But I don't do the Mirage as often as I do the other uh, two facilities because we try to we we kind of chase the conventions. Sure. If there's a convention at the MGM, we'll sign here. Right. If there's one in Mandalay, we'll go to Mandalay, and that's 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 how you that's how you sell the autographs. Sure. How, how many days out of the year would you say you're here for for the audience? Twenty days a month. Okay. Uh, so if you're in Vegas, uh, 20 days out of the month, look, you got a three out of four shot that, that Pete yeah, will be here. Yeah, just PeteRose.com has got my schedule on yeah, it. Yeah, come come see Pete Rose. Uh, hell of a guy, hell of a man, and uh, again, one of the, the most entertaining people well, of all time that we've ever had in sports, I feel. i got some stories. I'll be, I'll be delivering those stories Friday night in Fort Myers and Saturday night at the Villages in Florida and Sunday night in Clearwater. Clearwater. Yeah, I'll be talking about Joe DiMaggio's penis. <laughs> <laughs> Come on out to Clearwater if you want to hear about Joe DiMaggio's penis. Pete Rose, thanks right, for man, being take here. Take care of yourself. Appreciate it. Hello, can you believe that shit? Pete Rose, dude. What a fucking legend. Legend. Fucking what legend. a legend dude the weird thing is dan is like is it weird that i feel like we're bros in real life uh you and pete rose will probably he'll probably come to your prom with you if you want man i dude when you drop a joe dimaggio penis story like that that's you're broing down you know what i'm saying yeah for real yeah it's um i liked it i thought man I, I was shocked though that that Joe DiMaggio had the biggest dick in baseball. That that was surprised me. I would have said like Dave Winfield or, or Ricky Henderson maybe. I don't know. Ricky Henderson was kind of short, right? He's like five nine. So Dave Winfield was a goddamn giant human being. He yeah, like, but he was like six five, uh, like two hundred and sixty pounds. That dude was a massive human being. It's those dudes who have the fucking you know a little bit of stockiness to them that usually have that that chubby donger dude. Like yeah. you know. Ricky Henney was like full at five ten maybe, um, eh, you know who knows man. But anyways, Pete Rose was the fucking greatest. Uh, thanks, thanks again for being on. Uh, we are live from Las Vegas. D'Anthony and I were here for for Fight Week. McGregor versus Khabib. That's right. Uh, but we look, we got a massive show. Before we uh, we do, we got some sponsors who pay for this whole fucking shit to be on the air. First and foremost, we're talking about mybookie.com. Whoo, my bookie! They're they're, they're getting ah, they're, they're they're getting a little less nervous after last week. Uh, we did we did okay last week. I think we were sixty five percent last week or sixty eight percent, which is good. Not fucking outstanding. I beefed it on the Stanford pick, and uh, you beat me on the Fight Club game of the week, Penn State versus yeah, Ohio with the State. points though. Uh, and if you listen to the last show, uh, 
from Pittsburgh, I kind of talk about how all the energy leaving the building there just filled my soul up with happiness. So yeah. I'm still riding pretty high, even though my team lost. No, you're, you're stoked. Because let's face it, Dan, in this life, you have no allegiance. It's just about who wins and who loses. In this case, it was about a bet. Yep. It wasn't about the actual team. It's never about the team for you. It's about the bets, which is what I love about you, what mybookie.com loves about you, and you won. But look, it's it's three to two in Fight Club Games of the Week. I hold a slim margin at this point. And uh, I, I will say this. They they dropped it, what, $1,000 now? So it used to be, it used to start off from $40 to $4,000. MyBookie.com is going to double your deposit. Now it's $100 uh, and th- or, or up to three thousand dollars yep. because everybody's been winning all year. I beefed it on Stanford and Ohio State. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And uh, I also can't, I, dude. I still don't believe in the Bears that much. No. But uh, we're back this week with fucking winners. Look, if you bet on us last week, you still won sixty five percent of the games and you're ahead. So who gives a shit? But uh, we're betting winners. Go to mybookie.com. Bet with us or against us. And uh, <coughs> I'm curious to, is to hear your thoughts on um. Pete Rose's picks. You know, he had Cleveland Indians versus uh, the Atlanta Braves in the World Series. I think Pete Rose's nostalgia has gotten the better of him. Because um, <laughs> there's no goddamn way that the Braves. I mean, I would love. Obviously, you and I are both Braves homers, but that's just. That's not going to happen. Um, yeah. I mean, so anything he picks- can happen in baseball. Obviously, anything can happen. The Marlins won the fucking World Series twice as a wild card team, but. Um. I, I just don't see it. I'm, I we can go over our picks later, but yeah, 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 yeah. In, in which we will. But uh, the fact that he picked the Indians to win it all is going to make Cleveland fans real goddamn happy. I can tell you that. Yep. Um, but uh, I don't. I look. I think the Braves are too young, even though they're my favorite team. I, I would love to see them do that. That would be fucking amazing. I, just, I still think they're they're too young. I've been saying this all along. Uh, so anybody out there who's like he's a fucking homer, I, hey man. Uh, I, I still think they're too young. So don't, you can take that comment, stuff it up your ass. Right up your the fucking thing, ass. Right. The other thing with the Falcons, too, is I told you not to bet that game last week, even though it's my home team. We've lost half of our defense to IR, and uh, Matty Ice just isn't that dude, man. Our, our way too early predictions for the Super Bowl were exactly what they were, way too early. But our sleeper teams are actually the fucking favorites now to win. So, hey. Way to go, D'Anthony. Well, I'm sorry. Let me, let me let me let me stop you right there. My sleeper team, the Rams, was my Super Bowl team as well. It, it was. I, and look, my sleeper team was the Chiefs this year. Yeah. And uh, they're looking sexy as fuck. They I, look great. You know, I, I talked to Pete about this, obviously, where where he still thinks it's there's still time for New England to come back. And I agree, man. Until you knock off New England, who knows? But, uh, yeah, we'll yeah, see. Yeah, they Either just got to get into the playoffs, and then we'll see what happens. Yeah, either way, go to mybookie.com, bet with us. Uh, we've been on fucking fire this year. Even last week, man, 65% is not bad. Nope. Um, so uh, just just stay up with the picks. And again, they will double your deposit with the promo code DRINKINGBROS. So whatever you put in from 100 to 3,000, get in on it, though, now before they shut this shit down. Um, look, we're under contract for this year. If they renew it next year, I'd be shocked at this point. Uh, but fuck them. Uh, next up, we got expressvpn.com. Dan, why don't you tell us about it? ExpressVPN will protect your information online. Look, we all do a lot of shady shit on the internet. We also do our banking. So whether you're just a normal person who does their banking and uh, you know talking to family, or you're one of the weirdos like us who does things that can't be repeated in public, you need to protect your shit. ExpressVPN you do. will do that for you. Yeah, so it's an app that runs seamlessly in the background on your phones, tablets, computers, 
protect all your passwords, all your banking information, all that shit. I'm paranoid as fuck. Every time I, I'm in a, look, I, I'm in New York, New York hotel. Every time you check in, it's like, will you accept our cookies? Uh, can we take your location? Uh, Lisa, you just had a child two months ago. Fuck you, dude. I'm using expressvpn.com. Uh, seven bucks a month. If you're a drinking bro and you sign up for a year, they give you the first three months for free. Hop on that shit now. And, and look, if you don't like it, they've got a 30 uh, day money back guarantee. Hop on that shit at expressvpn slash drinking bros, dude. Uh, that's where you're going to find this deal. We're, we're using this shit now and I feel, I feel safer about it. I, I feel safe about expressvpn. Yep. Next up, we got ghostbed.com forward Go slash bed. drinking bros. Man, I, look, I love Vegas more than life itself. What they don't have in these hotel rooms is a fucking ghost bed. And I, whenever I travel, I miss the goddamn thing. Um, I, I c- couldn't bring the pillows on the plane today or else I would have. But I miss their pillows. I miss their mattress. And every city I go to, I'm like, shit, that makes me long for home. It's not my wife. It's the goddamn ghost bed, you know? Your wife or your children, though, really just can't compete with the ghost bed or the pillows, which are great. N- no one can. Um, and that's, that's, that's the best part about the ghost bed is, uh, once you have it in your life, look, you can extricate yourself from the rest of your family. Cause you don't need them anymore. You don't need them for support or love. You have all the, the support you need right underneath your back. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros for all the deals, 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 deals. Plus they got a pay as you go plan, which is nice because look, you don't have to pay for this shit up front. It's awesome. Last but not least, D'Anthony is uh, your company, blackriflecoffee.com. Black what do we got going to BlackRifle.com? We got a lot of new shit coming out soon. Um, a lot of new products, a lot of new content. We have some special deals for the holidays that you're going to see pretty soon. Some new uh, specialty blends that are only available through the coffee club, as a matter of fact. So what we're going to do is a lot of you guys that are already part of the coffee club or people that have looked into it know we have a, a best of BRCC, uh, one, two, three, four baggers. So basically we choose the specialty rows for that time period. Well, we're coming out with a couple of things we've never done before, and they're only going to be available through the club to begin with. So the supplies will last as long as they do. Typically, we run out pretty fast. So keep an eye out for that stuff. Um, besides that, just joining the club saves you about 20% on your on the cost of coffee, plus you get free shipping, and you get access to early content and products. So don't be an asshole. Yeah, man, don't be a fucking asshole. Um, we're going to, look, the, the, the thing I love about Vegas, you can stop out and get some Black Rifle Coffee here in Vegas. Uh, and if you're not in Vegas, go to BlackRifleCoffee.com. Type in the promo code SPORTS for 20% off. Damn, I love me some Black Rifle Coffee. Let's get into it, Dan. Oh, hang on, hang on. Off. If you're going to be in Vegas, stop by our coffee shop. It's at Battlefield Vegas, the gun yeah. store. You can go over there of and course. shoot some machine guns, drink some coffee, ride a tank. Whatever you want to do. Get your dicks hard. Who is breathing into the mic over there? Is that Dave? Tell Dave to shut the fuck up over there. <laughs> Whoever is, I can hear someone else breathing. Oh, uh, Frank, is that you breathing? Probably. Could you stop breathing, please? Yes. Kill that. We have a no breathing policy on the set. Um, kill that microphone. Kill it all together. I don't think. Uh, ki- kill it with fire. That mic's not even on. He's just breathing super loud. <laughs> Look, he's probably breathing super loud at Pete Rose's picks for the World Series. Since Pete was on, we're going to start with the World Series picks first. It is October. The leaves have fallen. Pumpkin spice latte is back everywhere uh, across the board in every fucking shop in America. Are you guys doing pumpkin spice at at Black Rifle Coffee? Uh, No, we're not. Uh, You will eventually. We'll make fun of it. I uh, guarantee you the ladies will come around and make you do it eventually. 
Maybe, you know, we we actually do have a couple of flavored roasts coming out during the holiday season because um, people want it. And we're not good. Uh, we're not uh, we're not uppity about it. We're like we're constant connoisseurs. We like what we like. We like high quality stuff. But if somebody wants to eat at McDonald's, I'm not going to judge them. Obviously, we have yeah. Jared working here, right? So exactly, exactly. My point is this: it's fall. It's World Series. Baseball playoffs are back. I love it. It's, this is my favorite time of the year. Baseball playoffs, college football, and NFL is in full swing. Pete Rose just said Cleveland Indians over the Atlanta Braves in the World Series. D'Anthony, who do you got? I don't have them. I, I said that before, but uh, here, let me, let's me let unpack this just a little bit first. Sure. Um, so the American League has the Houston Astros, the Boston Red Sox, and the New York Yankees, the only three teams in baseball that won 100 games, right? They, they also two of those happen to be in the same division, which means uh, they probably s- split games between each other and just fucking destroyed the rest of their league. So the strongest league, uh, you know, statistically put up three of the strongest teams here, and I don't I don't know if it even matters who comes out of the National League this year. Wow, that's a big boy call. Um, look, I said Boston versus the Dodgers. This year, that's and, a that's uh, a pretty that's a pretty good call. I mean, Boston is good top to bottom. They don't have any holes. Uh, that like their their bullpen is great. Their top three starters are great. Their fucking offense has been great. Uh, yeah, I, they're they're going to be hard to beat. I, I was uh, really surprised to see the Cubs uh, lose last night, and they're out they're out already. I'm not I'm not that big of a fan of, of a one game wild card to, uh, to to leave the playoffs, but. Uh, Man, I, I, my second team that I, I always root for is the Cubbies, and I was sad to see them go. But that look, it gives Atlanta an easier path. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, I'm, I'm still going to stick with my OG call and go uh, go Red Sox-Dodgers. And, and eh, I think the Red Sox might win it all, but I wouldn't be surprised with the Dodgers. But uh, we'll see. Either way, all, all the teams are exciting, and it should be a, a fucking awesome playoffs uh, this year. Yeah, I think um, – uh, Red Sox Dodgers is a very high possibility, but I think um, it's it's Houston's got they're they're going Verlander, Keuchel, Garrett Cole, Charlie Morton. So Charlie Morton, we we talked about this about a month ago. Charlie yeah. Charlie Morton's been going to be coming out of the bullpen as a long reliever this whole playoff, and I mean shit, if that's your fucking mop up guy, right? Every three days he can go out there and take three innings away from somebody, and you know that's fucking crazy. I, I just don't. I don't know that any of any of the other teams has that fourth guy that's that good right now. It's it's a big boy team. Um, look, I, I said this before. I wouldn't surprise to see Houston win it all again, um, simply because of their starters. I just, me personally, just don't want to see them in there. It's a boring team to me, and I want to see some sex out there. I want to see some raw sex on that field. And uh, to me, I don't know. Houston's a, a snoozy team. Kate Upton's you know pregnant now, so it's not like they're going to cut to her. No, but Preggers. her titties are getting like, way no, bigger hey. now. I mean, shit. If you want to find some silver lining there, she's going to get bigger titties. Um, oh, there you are, Dan. Yeah, there. I was. I was hiding for a minute. So, uh, yeah, and also with Houston, Roberto Osuna, their closer, is twenty three years old. Um, yep. And uh, the closer for the Red Sox, a guy that you know, you and I have been watching since he came up with the Braves a long time ago, uh, has actually. I was just talking to Franklin about this. Um, be uh before the show started but he's never fucking saved less than 31 games in any full season he's played and he hasn't missed any season since he started uh, no it's craig Kimbrell. he he throws gas his whip and uh, career whip is like 0.92 it's 
fucking ridiculous. This guy, if you can get and if you can get to the bullpen, if these starters, Chris Sale, Rick Porcello, and David Price can get to the bullpen, then I don't see how anybody beats them. Yeah, I'm not it's Sale out. Um I think Sale might be out. Is it so really? I, I think so. I was looking but, at the uh, injury report, it didn't say anything. No, he, yeah, he tossed the bullpen I, session on Wednesday and it looks like he's gonna be back. I mean, so they don't play in the first round. They got a, they don't play until fuck. I don't even remember what day it is, but they yeah, have time. I was, I, look, I, if he if he's there, uh, it's going to be tough to beat. So um, we'll see. It, they've got time. Uh, hopefully, he comes back. I like to see teams at full strength. I don't want to see w- what might have been out of people. Same with LA. I love watching Clayton Kershaw pitch. Uh, that guy's fucking incredible. And uh, Yasiel Puig, man, it, when he gets hot, he's fun to watch. Yeah, he was sexy on fire player. at the end of the season. Yeah, sexy player, man. Fun fun dude to watch. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll see. It, it's coming up. We're, we're laying some money on it on my bookie. Oh, we'll I'm, not gonna, money, I'm not going to lie, though. The homer in me, put, uh, I put five hundo on the Braves to get to the World Series. So, we'll see. That's we'll a very hope, that's a ho- hopeful bet you made there, buddy. Ah, uh, it's like Morgan Freeman. That's all we have is hope. <laughs> you know what the good thing about the uh, the good thing about the Dodgers Red Sox though is it like invokes the 1980s when you and I were you know banging whores and doing cocaine all the time. So I feel like <laughs> I mean it just it's so nostalgic for me. A lot of people think about their families and you know their friends from back in the day, high school, college. I think about whores and cocaine. And coke. Yep, that's it. Cocaine. <laughs> I think about cocaine. Um, you know what else I'm thinking about is uh, this McGregor fight on Saturday yep. night, which we are in town for. McGregor Khabib. That is next up on this list. We will be at the fight. I, look, Pete Rose said it was the biggest sporting event of the year. I'm, I have to agree with him. Yep. And uh, who, you, who you got in that, Anthony? Um, you know, it's funny. I was talking to Richard Ryan today. Um. Big Dick Ryan? Big Dick Ryan, yeah. Full Mag and Black yep. Rifle Coffee. And he said he's bet against um, uh, against uh, McGregor in every fight he's ever had. And he's lost most of those. All of them. I find yeah. it difficult to, f- <laughs> to bet against McGregor. I mean, I'm counting right now. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So Khabib is 10 and 0 in UFC fights. Um, but half of these dudes I've never even heard of. <laughs> yeah, tomato cans is what they are. They're real limp dicks, those fuckers. <laughs> but still, I he's got- never lost a fight in his professional career. Uh, I think he's going to lose this one. I think McGregor's going to win. I do too. I got McGregor in two. Yeah. Um, and, I, and and here's my other prediction. I think if this fight is close and it goes to the cards. Uh, a little sleight of hand's gonna happen, and they're gonna they're gonna have McGregor win because I, I think the ultimate setup would be, you know, this th- well, look this thing's gonna break all the pay per view records, um, but they would love nothing more than McGregor to win, Diaz to win the next UFC, and then pair those two fuckers up for a trilogy. Whoo! Have uh, have McGregor win at, at one sixty five and get him three belts. Give me my fucking belt. That that would be the greatest. Uh, yeah, and it wouldn't even be about the fight itself. It wouldn't even be about the fight itself. It would be about all the shit talking because he and Diaz both talk a lot of shit. And to uh, be honest, Diaz, like you've seen all these, all the press leading up to the uh, McGregor Khabib fight, and McGregor's doing all his stupid bullshit that he does, and Khabib's just like, yeah, I don't, I don't really care about that. Uh, yeah. And but if it's 
McGregor Diaz. Diaz is like, steroids, steroids, steroids. He doesn't give a <laughs> fuck, dude. He's just going to come out and talk all kinds of shit, which is hilarious. And it's good entertainment, which is what it's all about anyways. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm psyched about it. Um, what, what round do you have McGregor in? Uh, I'm going to say uh, whew, this is a five-round match, right? It's a title match. So I'm, I'm saying three. Okay. McGregor in three. I got McGregor in two. Yeah, the reason um, I say three is because if it was a fight, if McGregor had been fighting this whole time, I would say two. But it's, he's going to take a round to get back into the swing of shit. That's my opinion. I think he'll warm up a little bit. And then two, he'll go like he would have gone in one. And then three, he's going to knock him out. Okay. Yeah, I got him knocking him out in uh, in two. Uh, the cab driver, though, on, on the way over to, to, to Pete's, was uh was saying mcgregor in fucking 30 seconds and i was like what and he goes yeah man I, he's he said this is the cab driver we and you know you and i love a good cab driver oh opinion. yeah We've, we had our uber driver on the show last time we did um we were in what philadelphia yep. uh he said look mcgregor knows how dangerous khabib is that he's gonna go hard as rain right in that first 30 seconds and go for the big knockout i look i'd love to see it it'd be great i would but, too uh, but i think uh mcgregor is also a smart fighter and Khabib is like a fucking 50-time Sambo champion of the world. If, if you don't know what Russian Sambo is, you need to go check that shit out. If you come in, like, throwing haymakers at a guy like that, he's going to take you down to the ground, and that's going to be the end of it. Uh, yeah, that, that was, by, by the way, that uh, that was my favorite sexual position in college. Nice. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, like like to throw girls in the Russian Sambo. <laughs> is that what it's called? I Yeah, sure. Well, let's do that. <laughs> God damn it! I'm on fire today, D'Anthony. <laughs> um, I I want to get to college football now because we we get a lot on the docket. Again, favorite time of year. Uh, as we I look as we speak, Yankees are up two nothing in the third yep. over Oakland. Uh, Judge fucking blasted a ding dong out to left field. Uh, I How hope big do you think Aaron Judge's dick is? Boy, I, I'd say it's uh, about and, an, give an it inch to me in than DiMaggio. Give it to me yeah, in centimeters. I, I, look, I'd say it's an inch shorter than DiMaggio's. Um, I'm not. <laughs> By the a math way, Pete guy. Rose said the following. I, I wrote this down because I didn't want to forget. He said, "Quote: Joe DiMaggio with a penis with a man attached to it." Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. So let that sink into your brain. Imagine Joe DiMaggio is just a giant penis, and then there's a guy attached to it. <laughs> that's that's how we got Marilyn Monroe. Fuck it. Uh, let's start off with the college football, shall we? Alabama. At Arkansas, spread is 35. Who you got? Oh, man. You know, uh, Arkansas has been getting fucking hammered lately. They're 1-4. So, I, yeah, I'm taking Alabama on this one. Yeah, the, the funny thing is, man, this spread was initially 34. This is jacked up to 35. I think this spread is right around where it should be. But uh, I, I, I'm with you. I take Alabama on this. I, I don't necessarily bet this no, game because I, I think it's really close. High. No, and it's really, really close to the line. So, um, you know, but I, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, Alabama wins 49-7 to in this. Um, and to me, look, we were at that Penn State-Ohio State game last week. As much as I love Ohio State, Alabama still looks like the best team in the country. I think they roll. This is a, a nooner game. Uh, this is definitely not on at night. So, uh, yeah, I, I think... I think Alabama wins this handily, but I, I stay away from this one from a betting perspective. Yeah, I'd take um, the over up, on this, though. I think I think Bama's going to drop fifty points on this game, so I, I take yeah, that over. Yeah, the over under on this game is fifty six. Yeah, it's dumb. Uh, I, I, yeah, I don't mind it, but you know, I, look, I, I think I just said it was a forty forty uh, nine to seven game. 
perhaps. That would yep. put you right on line for 56. So it doesn't hurt you betting the over if you want to go for it in that one. Uh, but I, I, me personally, I stay away from both. The next game up, we got at noon. This is the this is the big dog. I'm surprised this is the nooner game. To me, this deserves to be the night game. But uh, it, look, college football's got their own reasons. Texas, who is at number 19 at four and one, is playing at Oklahoma. No, they're in the Cotton Bowl for this one. They're yep. in, they're in the Jerry World for this one. Yep. Spread is Oklahoma minus eight. Who you got, Dan? Well, Texas hung 31-37 and 37 on TCU and USC, respectively, so far this year. Um, yep. And uh, so I think I think this is a one-touchdown game. At, at Oklahoma's getting eight for this. I, I, I think I might take that. Uh, you're taking Oklahoma? Yeah. The, Oklahoma's minus eight in this one. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, me personally, look, I've taken Texas twice. And I haven't missed on Texas. No, that's what I'm year. saying. I'm I'm taking. I'm sorry, I said that wrong. I'm taking Texas oh, at the points. Yeah, I, I think I'm, this is I'm, a one-score game. Same. I'm I'm also going to roll with Texas on this one. I've been on fire with my Texas calls this year, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna ride this out with Texas. You know, McConaughey will be on the sidelines somewhere. All right, all right, um, all right. Yeah, man. Let's uh, let's go yard. Let's go yard, <laughs> my man. Uh, so I'm, yeah, I'm going Texas on this one. Uh, next up, this is your team. This is your sexy team of the year, Dan. West uh, Kansas. Yeah, Kansas at West Virginia. Spread is 28 and a half. Who you got? Uh, I'm taking West Virginia in that one. Yeah, yeah. I like West Virginia too. And uh, your boy, Will Greer, I-, I think he's in the clear now after Haskins shit the bed last week. Yeah, uh, he's got. He's going to throw for five touchdowns in, in this game. And uh, I just don't – no one else that's in the – and the top 50 D1 schools is putting up any kind of numbers like he is this year. No. And, well, I mean, look, I say Haskins shit the bed last week for Ohio State. And a lot of people are going to write in and say, hey, Ross, your boy was fucking, you know, through for 277 and three touchdowns. He had a great game. No, he didn't. All of those, a, a lot of those yards came on screens, and it was uh, that yak yards after the catch. That's what drove up his stat line. It wasn't necessarily Haskins. In right. that game, because I, I thought he looked like shit, and he's he's got to get over whatever the fuck he was on in that first half of that game. But uh, the reason he finished with two seventy seven and three touches was was due to the receivers, not him, and uh, running screens for fucking thirty yards apiece. Uh, that that Penn State game, man, shit. Uh, an, an iPhone case protects screens better than Penn State did last week. Yeah, they were. Uh, ugh. But it was fun. We talked about this already. It was fun watching all the energy get sucked out of that building. That's ah, great. It was great. But, uh, yeah, I take West Virginia in this one. And, uh, you know, 28 and a half, uh, uh, I think you're fine on that. I, I think uh, West Virginia wins by 32 in this one. Uh, that's, my, that's my prediction. Next up, this is, man, I, I fucking hate calling these games. And not because I hate Michigan. It, it is simply because I don't think Michigan is that great. However, they've been covering the spread. This is Maryland at Michigan, and the spread is 17 and a half. Who you got? Yeah, Maryland's been putting up points, too, this year, though. Yeah. Um, I haven't really been – they're not in the top 25, and I don't think they've uh, – other than week one with, at Texas, which we called, uh, they haven't played any other ranked teams yet, so we haven't been paying much attention to them. But they've put up uh, 45 and 42 in the last three weeks. So I don't know, man. Uh, and Michigan isn't exactly – they're covering spreads, but I still don't have any confidence in these guys. I really don't. I don't either. I'll, like they I'll played Nebraska, who's getting wiped out by everybody, but they only beat Northwestern by three points last week. 
Yeah, and, and I'll, t- I'll tell you this. I- I'm taking Maryland with these points at 17 and a half. And what I really love in this game, actually, is the over. The over is 47 and a half. Like, I bet that now. Go to mybookie.com right now and type in that promo code Drinking Bros for this one. Because that's only a 24-24 game. Yep. Maryland's been hanging points. Michigan's been hanging points. Um, I, that's that's almost my lock of the week. Uh, unless there's a fucking snowstorm there for, for some reason. Uh, take that over. Because uh, that, that's that's way, way, way too low. Yeah, it's way low. Uh, for college football. The next one's even lower. Northwestern at Michigan State. Um, it's Michigan State minus 10.5, but the over in this one is 43.5. Is that well, surprising? Well, Northwestern held uh, Michigan to 20 points last week. They did. And they haven't been really scoring that. They, it was 2017 last week. So, I mean, if you gauge, if you think Michigan State's a better team, a better offensive and defensive team than Michigan, then maybe take that over. But I'm not sure that's the, the, the case. I think this is going to be a really low-scoring game. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't like this this game at all. Um, I don't have any confidence in Michigan State or Northwestern. Matter of fact, I'll, I'll, like to prove my unhomerness, I don't have any confidence in the Big Ten this year. Yep. Besides Ohio State, none of these teams really look that great. Even seeing Penn State up close last week, uh, I thought they played well as well as they could. But whenever your team is built around one 180 pound white quarterback yep. at Penn State. That's not enough to win a national championship. Ohio State has the star players to win a national championship if they get Nick Bosa back. But without Nick Bosa, they're giving up way too many big plays, and they don't have that guy pressuring the quarterback. I don't like either of these teams in the Big Ten, Maryland or Michigan. Um, and uh, and I don't like Northwestern or Michigan State as well. So I don't, I don't bet these games in real life, except for the over on the Michigan game. For the sake of the show, I will take Michigan. Michigan dates, um, and I, I probably do think they cover, but I don't bet this game in real life. No, same. I agree with that. Um, and the, look, the Big Ten as a whole is really difficult to bet this year uh, outside of Ohio State, so I, I would kind of steer away from those. Uh, Boston College at NC State is the next game up. NC State sneaking in the top 25. Who you got? Uh, Boston College is, um, I mean, they, they haven't played anybody yet. It's so hard to gauge how good a team they really are. They got whipped by Purdue a couple of weeks ago. But they beat Wake Forest and Temple pretty handily. They they've put up fifty five and sixty two so far this year, so they can score points. And we've talked about this before. Uh, some teams, even if they can't play great football, can score points, right? No matter who's playing defense. Yeah, um, and I think Boston College is one of those teams. That's why this spread is is negative five for NC State. I think. Um, yeah, I'm, but still, I'm I think pick- NC State covers on this one. I, I, well, actually, I'm going to disagree with you on this one. I'm going to I'm going to take Boston College to actually win this game this week. Okay. Uh, this this will be one of my top 25 upsets this week. I'm going to roll with Boston College. They were one of my sleeper teams before the year started. Uh, I don't know what the fuck happened at Purdue, but uh, I think they get things back on track. And I actually think they pull this game out. And this is my upset uh, of the week in the top 25. Next up, we got Clemson at Wake Forest. Clemson minus 19. This is a dangerous game, Dan. Yep. Um, we look. We talked about this off air last week. What happens if if that quarterback gets hurt? Now that Bryant transferred for Clemson, and sure enough, he got hurt, and they should have lost that fucking game. They came back and had an Ohio State comeback um, and pulled it out in the end. But uh, I don't know. I don't know what happens with this one. This is a nineteen point spread uh, at Winston Salem. Uh, this, I'm, this is I'm surprised one. at the nineteen point spread. Like, do they know, is Lawrence coming back? Is he out for the season? 
he, no, he's uh, apparently it was a, a, a neck strain, and he was possibly in or out of concussion protocol. They've been real dodgy about that. Um, I, I saw Dabo Sweeney's press conference, and yeah, he, he said, said that he's they've been play, right. He, they said he's going to play, but they said that they've also been working with all four quarterbacks this week, um, which I'm surprised they had four uh, even after Bryant left. I didn't know colleges carried that kind of number on a roster, but they've been working with four quarterbacks, which leads me to believe they're not really sure. Uh, as, as, uh, betting this game, I would stay away from it um, because if, if that quarterback, if Lawrence gets hurt or he somehow doesn't play, uh, you're fucked, and Clemson is fucked as a whole. And, Dan, you called this, that, that they would move down, and they did. They moved down to four this week. Yeah, and I'm thinking uh, if Lawrence comes back and uh, doesn't play the whole game, doesn't have a uh, an outstanding game, they probably drop another another spot or two after this game. Yeah. Um, again, I don't bet this game uh, because the line is 19, and I just don't. I don't know what the fuck they're going to put on the field. So. No, me, me neither. I stay away from this one. Um, again, like you say, gun to head. Uh, if Lawrence plays, then they cover this. If not, yep. they probably don't. I don't know. Yeah, they That's probably don't. So uh, it's one of those stay tuned uh, towards the end of the week. I, I would definitely stay away from this game until at least uh, Saturday morning or, or uh, you know, go go right up until kickoff. Until, I think this is, this is a 3.30 game. I'd wait right until kickoff if you're thinking about betting this one if you're a Clemson fan. Uh, next up, though, this this is another one that should be the game of the week, and this is another 3.30 start. This is LSU at Florida, and the spread is LSU minus 2.5. I, I love LSU at 2.5 here. Yeah, I'm taking LSU uh, with the – I think I think it's a 10-point game right here. And I think that uh, over-under at 43.5, you should bet that as well. Yeah, I, I like both of those a lot. Uh, that Joe Burrow kid, uh, ironically, the, the third-string quarterback for Ohio State, has led them into the top five. Man, that is a, a, a rapid ascent for LSU. Good for them, man. Yep. It's it's great when LSU has a great team. It's, uh, it's a fun school, and it's fun for college football. But I, I love this game. Um, get it now while it's two and a half in case this goes up to three, yeah, just in case it three. is. Yeah, just in case it is close, but uh, I like LSU in this one. Next up, we got Florida State at Miami. This used to be a marquee matchup. Wide right, wide right. It is no longer a marquee matchup. Florida State looks like dog shit in a brown paper bag. Resting on someone's porch lit on fire. It's Miami minus 13 and a half in this one. Who you got? Oh, man. I mean, I take Miami in this one. I don't think, uh, I don't think this game's even close. I don't either. I, I don't either. And it's at Miami. Uh, get it. Get it while it's thirteen and a half. I think Miami wins by two touchdowns easily. But uh, go ahead and get that before that 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 baby pops up a half a point because uh, Miami's been Miami's been laying the wood here to Florida State, and I, and I think it continues this year. Next up, we got Iowa State at Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State minus ten and a half. Who you got? This is in Stillwater. Yeah, I think this is uh, again. Iowa State puts up points. You can see that in the over/under. It's fifty-five, but uh, I, ten and a half. I'm surprised by that. Uh, I would have expected like a fourteen that would have gone up to a fourteen and a half, or a thirteen and a half that would have gone up to a fourteen later in the week. To be honest. Yeah, uh, Iowa State is a tricky team, man. They play people close, and they always come up with one or two upsets every season. That that that. They seem to pull out of their ass, like against an Oklahoma or somebody like that. Yeah. But uh, I, look, I, I feel 
I feel that Oklahoma State will win this game. I'm not sure about the points. I, I don't bet this in real life at all. Um, I don't. I don't touch it. So uh, I think Oklahoma State wins, but I think it's it's close. And uh, I, I, would it surprise me if they beat the spread? Not at all. But but I also I don't bet it. I don't like weird teams like this playing. I don't. I don't trust my money on shit like this. Um, I do trust my money on this next game though. Indiana at Ohio State. Why? Because I have to. It's Ohio State, and I'm the bank for Ohio State this year on mybookie.com. This spread has been going up all goddamn day, which yep. means everybody's everybody's betting this. Started off at uh, 24, now it's up to 26 and a half. Um, it was 24 on Monday, now it's up at 26 and a half. Shit, it was 26 about an hour ago. It's gone up a half a point in the last hour. I think the reason being is this is a four-score game. I think Ohio State wins by four touchdowns. Get it before it goes up to 28, in my opinion. It's at home. We're coming off a big victory against uh, Penn State last week, and the boys are going to be fired up. Yeah, I would have I would have expected this to start at 27.5 or 28 and gone up from there. 24 was low. 26.5 to me is low. Well, look, Indiana's 4-1. Uh, they've looked relatively decent this year. Um, it, look, this is, this is always a tricky team to play because they, they come out with it. Yeah, they but come out with the thunder. Come on, it's in Columbus. This is, this ah, is exactly. Come on, uh, and look at that over under dance, sixty four yeah, and a half. It's a lot of. Points. That is a lot of points. Um, but I, look, I, I take Ohio State in this. I think they win by by four touchdowns plus. Uh, next up, we've got Arizona State at Colorado. You know my feelings on Arizona State and yes. the ladies there. And, yeah, there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of ladies there. Everybody that says. They're stripping to pay their way through college. Arizona State is the college they're going to. <laughs> Goddamn right it is. Um, this is this is a, a really really tough game to call. Uh, I, I I will I I will go with. Ugh, I'm going to go with Arizona State again. Son of a bitch. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm 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 actually with you on that one. At two and a half, if you get that today at two and a half tonight, then I take that all day because listen, uh, they. Whipped the shit out of Oregon State last week, but they only lost by a touchdown to Washington the week prior to that. Yeah, like this team can this team can hang. They're not afraid. So go out there and fucking make that bet right now. Yeah, go out and get wet with it. Um, next up, we've got uh, SMU at UCF, the defending national champions. UCF. They're still they're still undefeated, by the way. Um, there is no spread on this. Look, SMU is is uh, is is a hard team to watch. There's some injuries on this one. There will be a spread at the end of the week. Not right now. I, I don't feel confident in in going either way with this one. So uh, yeah, I, I would stay away. It's going to be the good thing about this is that uh, one of the drinking broettes has season tickets to UCF and invited us to a game on November 17th if we can make it down there. Um, uh, November, yeah. That's that's real close to Thanksgiving. I got a family, Dan, and yeah, uh, they, they they hate me for going out of town every weekend. So luckily, I don't have a family, so I might sneak down there and do some stuff. Uh, we'll Why not do some butt stuff down there while you're there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, next up, this is our Fight Club game of the week. I'm really shocked that this is the night game. It's Kentucky at Texas A&M. Texas A&M minus six. Who you got, Dan? Here's, here's the thing, guys. Uh, are you a believer in Kentucky <laughs> or not? And when you look at when you go and look at the power rankings or the fucking or whatever for uh, college football, and you see Kentucky at thirteen, 
you think, oh, this is basketball. I clicked the wrong link. No, folks, it's fucking football. It uh, is. It this is. game is in College Station, um, and Texas A&M has not looked bad this year. So the real question is, are you a believer in Kentucky or are you not? I am a believer in Kentucky. <laughs> Man, that's why this is our Fight Club game of the week. I am not. I, I still... Again, I still can't get past the fact that this this should only be a basketball school. They've got a great running back. That Snell kid he is has been on legit. fire. Uh, he, he, dude, he, he could be a first-rounder, end of the first-rounder um, for the draft. Uh, but I, I am taking Texas A&M at, at this one to knock them off their high horse and say goodbye to Kentucky for football season this year. That is why this is our Fight Club game of the week. I think, I think Texas A&M wins by a touchdown. We'll see. Uh, you know, I think it's going to be a close game. Texas A&M and at College Station, that's a tough game for anybody. It doesn't matter who you are. So I think uh, I think these kids from Kentucky, they've been playing without any pressure all season. This is the first game they're going to play. There's pressure. They're in fucking the top 15. They're going into College Station. They, this is, this is the, that game where they say, uh, if we like everybody in their locker room, I guarantee you is either talking about it or avoiding talking about it right now. If we win this game, people are going to start taking us seriously. So we're going to see oh, yeah. exactly what kind of team Kentucky is this week. Are they the yeah, kind of it, team that are going to rally around their fucking their uh, their veteran guys and 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 start fucking performing at a higher level, or are they going to fold under the pressure? We'll see. Are they a pretender or a contender? We will find out. To me, this this is their test. Yep. And I am I am saying that they are a pretender. It has been fun. Sorry, Kentucky fans, but I, I believe your your Cinderella run is over after this week. Fight Club game of the week. Uh, next up, we got Vanderbilt at Georgia. Big boy spread minus twenty seven. Georgia has looked phenomenal this year. Uh, who you got? Oh man, night game at Athens. Yeah, it's in Athens. So I mean, I mean it's going to be muggy. It's going to be sweaty, and uh, I think Jake Fromm is going to throw four touchdowns. I think we're good. I think UGA is going to pull it out. Yeah, I, look, I think Georgia's going to win. I don't, I don't bet this game though in real life. No, um, it, it's. I it's think it's still a four-score game, but at twenty-seven, same here. That's like one yep. play going the wrong way, and you lose your money. Fuck that. Exactly. That that's that's being up by twenty-three yep. with you know four minutes left in the fourth, and then just putting in your 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 bench and saying, yeah. all right. We're going to run out the clock. Uh, I like. I love Georgia. I think they've been looking phenomenal this year. Yep. And uh, Georgia belongs I, at number two right now. There, I mean, everything. Uh, a lot of people bitch about college football rankings from time to time. I think everything in the top five is exactly where it should be right now. I, I absolutely agree. I, I think Alabama is is a hard number one. Yeah. Uh, Georgia is a hard number two. Yep. I don't mind Ohio State at three because they've had two road games against ranked opponents that have been tough and they've won. Um, the Penn State game wasn't pretty, but they pulled it out. Penn State's Penn State's a pretty decent team, but uh, I'm with you. I agree on the top five, and uh, I think they got it right this time. And I think this will all sort itself out. Obviously, I don't. I don't think we're going to have a situation like last year where you know you're you're trying to debate who that fourth team is. Right now, these these teams look uh, pretty goddamn solid. Ohio State's got a pretty easy road for the rest of the the year. Uh, we're at Michigan State, and then uh, Michigan at home to end it and you know wisconsin's looks shitty and that that should be the big 10 championship yep. so I, I think they sneak in I, I wouldn't be surprised if georgia you know goes back again with alabama again uh, yeah, i don't know how possible. you would very possible uh, yeah i don't know how you would deny that team if no. if uh, one of them beats each other in the in the sec title game yeah. because both of them have looked so dominant 
And to be honest, it's going to be hard to knock Clemson out of four unless they start losing because they play uh, they play Wake Forest this week. The only game they really have that matters for the rest of the season is fucking NC State the week after. Um, and then they have Florida State, Louisville, BC, uh, Duke, and, and, and then the Gamecocks at the end. Um, then yeah. obviously they'll have the ACC championship, but those are probably those, be Miami again. Probably you know? Miami, yeah. So those aren't games that they can't win, even with their second string guy. So uh, that's the thing about college football. Once you got that strength of schedule locked in early in the season, you're winning games, even no matter how you're winning them. If you went out, even with a fucked up team, you might end up in the playoff. Yeah, yeah, well, man. It's going to be a fun one, and I'm excited. Look, we've been in all the top games. I'm looking forward to seeing Alabama in person with you uh, here in a few weeks and seeing uh, uh, you know the top five change because that LSU-Alabama game could, could determine a lot going forward. Uh, next up, we got Auburn versus Mississippi State. Auburn minus four. Whew. That is, that is low. I don't think Mississippi State is that great. What, do you, no, what are your thoughts yeah, on this? I, I agree with that. I think Auburn wins by at least a touchdown here. Same here. Um, I'm, I'm definitely betting this game for sure. The over-under is 41.5. Uh, I might even take that with a parlay, to be honest with you. Uh, but I like Auburn at minus 4. I take that. I take that all day long. Uh, next up, we got Washington at UCLA. God damn it, UCLA has been a shit show this year. Does Chip Kelly go 0-5? They're really bad, and I don't know if it's uh, – I hate to say this because Freddie Mitchell's a good good friend of the show, but, man, UCLA is fucked right now. Uh, what they need is Freddie Mitchell. Yeah, they, they need a young Fred X on that team. Yeah. The spread is 20-and-a-half, minus 20-and-a-half for Washington. Look, I, I'm still sticking with Washington to uh, to eke this out. And make it as that fourth team in in the playoff. I, I, I take this. I think they win by three touchdowns, and I think you're you're going to win this by a half a point. Get that bet in now before uh, it gets too late towards the end of the week. This will definitely jump up. Uh, this this game is at the Rose Bowl. That means nothing, by the way, for no, for LA nothing. fans. I, I honestly think this is a twenty four to twenty seven point game. I yep. think I think you're safe at twenty and a half right here. Same same. I'm taking Washington all night long. Uh, next up, we got Nebraska at Wisconsin. This is another one. You've got a, another $5 million coach, same as Chip Kelly, $5 million a year, and Nebraska is 0-4. They have been an embarrassment this year. Yep. They, they're at Wisconsin. The spread is minus 19. Whew, who you got? To be honest, a team like Wisconsin, what did they start the year out at 5, right? They were 5th? Yeah. Starting out the year, and now they're at yep. 16th. That's not that big of a drop. Sometimes shit happens, and you work your way back up. So if you're a, if you're a Big Ten team like Wisconsin, and you started in the top 10, and you're playing a team that has not won a game yet, and your spread is only 19, you're fucked. Nobody has any confidence in this team at all. Um, no. But they are in Wisconsin, and Nebraska does suck. I'm taking this at 19. I'm taking this at 19 as well. Uh, Wisconsin is a really tough stadium to play in, yeah, especially... At night, Camp Randall goes off. Uh, jump around, jump around. Wisconsin by three touchdowns or more. Uh, next up, we got Notre Dame at at Virginia Tech. I, I, I'm gonna, if you don't mind, Dan, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about Notre Dame here for a second. Go ahead. I've been getting shit on left and right, deservedly so, from our listeners for me pulling my pants down and pooping all over Notre Dame this entire year. I just do not believe in this team. Uh, they switched quarterbacks, and a lot of people online have said, hey, that was the difference. Now Notre Dame is great. They will go into the playoffs. 
and uh, go Golden Domers or whatever the fuck they call them. Um, I think it's the Fighting I, Irish. Whatever, man. The, the the Golden Domers are, are, are their know. nickname. I'm fucking with you. Come on. I, no, I, I know. I, it's it's one of those things. I'm I'm sick of hearing it from Notre Dame. I, they are like Michigan to me. I just do not believe in this team. Um, but they've been winning. Yeah. Uh, the spread is minus six and a half at Virginia. Before Stack. you say what you're going to say, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you that I'm not betting against Notre Dame again until they lose. I'm taking this. I, I am now coming around to, to, to that as well. I, I am actually going to bet this and I will take Notre Dame. Yep. The, the fans have convinced me. The, the listeners have convinced me. I, I'm, I'm hopping on board this week and I am putting my real money on yep. Notre Dame Same. minus six. I think they win by by more than a touchdown. I don't think Virginia Tech looks that great this year. No, I think um, they've uh, they've they've picked off a couple wins they probably shouldn't have had, um, and they when they've lost, you know, they've not even even in one of the wins. I can't remember which one it was, but I remember one of the wins they had, and I was watching the game, um, just kind of flipping back and forth. I think it was the. Um, God damn it, which game was it? I think it was a Duke game last week that they won. I'm flipping back and forth between two games, and I'm watching that Duke game. I'm like, uh, they're scoring some points, but this doesn't look like it's going to hold up in the, under any real pressure. You know what I mean? Like, it's when you wa- see somebody walking across a bridge, and you're like, oh, they made it, but fuck, man. I'm not walking across that goddamn thing. Yeah, and I'm going to throw Notre Dame some props here. They've been they've been playing ranked teams, it seems like, every single week. They, played, they started off the season with Michigan. They beat the shit out of Stanford last week, yep. which was a shocker to me. That was I, to me that was one of my locks last week, and I fucking lost. I will I will own that loss. I will eat it. And uh, they're playing another ranked team this week. If they keep winning, we we joked about this last week that you know some of the pundits for ESPN had Notre Dame getting in the playoffs. If they keep beating all these ranked teams like this. Fuck, they deserve it, man. And they're on the road again at Virginia Tech. So yeah, I'm I'm betting on Notre Dame this week. Congratulations, you guys I gotta won tell, the I gotta, I gotta add this too. So my my outside pick to get into the playoff that fourth team was uh, was uh, West Virginia. If it weren't Ohio State, Clemson, Georgia, or Alabama, it would have been West yep. Virginia for me. But if Notre Dame wins this game, then there I think I, t- if Notre Dame wins this game and Clemson's quarterback situation doesn't get resolved, I think Notre Dame is now the favorite, like everyone said, to get into the playoff. Yeah, because they, look, they don't they don't play a championship game. They're not in a conference, so they don't they don't play the Big Ten championship. They don't play the SEC championship. Yep. They just play out the regular season. And, and if they go undefeated with this schedule, congratulations, they deserve it, in my opinion. So we'll see. Uh, but I am betting real money on this at uh, Notre Dame minus six this week. Uh, last but not least is, U- is Utah at Stanford. There is no spread up on this. Thank God, Stanford's looked shit. This year, um, I, I had them wrong last week. Uh, I was I, I, I won that 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 uh, lock of the week against Oregon, but they looked like shit against Oregon, and Oregon deserved to win that game. Thank God there's not a spread up yet for this game because there's some injuries. Um, because I have not been correct on this team all year long. I was definitely not correct on uh, the the Heisman when I picked Bryce Love. Man, has has there been a bigger bust for somebody who's been up for a Heisman than that guy? I don't think so. Not in a while. I mean, he's uh, so he's got seventy six carries for three hundred and twenty seven yards so far this year. Um, last year he had twenty one hundred eighteen yards. Well, guess what, folks? He's not getting there. He averaged eight point one yards per carry last year. For fuck's sake. Yeah, he's not getting there. There's no spread yet, and uh, thank Christ because I, I I've been 
I, I like this team at the beginning of the year. I don't need more, and, and I'm glad I don't have to make a pick on it yep. this week. And I think Bryce Love fucked his career up by coming back for a senior year too. Like his whatever NFL career he may have had, uh, he he went from being a potential first rounder to being a late second rounder at the earliest because his first two seasons with Stanford one in limited duty, but. 7.8 yards per carry, 7 yards per carry, and then last season, his best season, 8.1 yards per carry and 2,100 yards. This year, he's at 4.3 yards per carry. Like, you fucking yeah. fucked up, dude. What the yeah, hell are you I, thinking? I 100% agree. And it, it, Look, if you're a kid who has a great season, get the fuck out of there, take your money. Look, you can go back to Stanford with, with $30 million in your yep. pocket and get your degree later on. And get your take the money. a bunch of times. Oh boy! There's nothing that like getting your dick sucked after after going pro and signing that contract. I can I can assure you of that. Now we're gonna switch gears and head over to the NFL. Dan, this game I've already bet actually. Um, uh, you know, since we're here in Vegas, I, I get it in me. It gets in my system, and I'm, I start firing. Uh, it's Colts Patriots, which is a Thursday night game. Yep. And here's what I here's what I took in this one, by the way, for for the listeners at home. The spread for the game is minus ten. Overall for New England in this, but the halftime spread was minus six and a half for New England. I think New England's going to be up by a touchdown. That's what I bet. I threw two hundred on that for uh, the first half of uh, of New England this okay. week. Uh, who, who do you who do you got in this one at minus ten overall? This Colts is at Patriots. This is one of those weeks during the season where you find out what's what. Um, yep. So Tom Brady's either going to come back and have a great game against this Indianapolis defense that's not great at all, or we're going to know that the Patriots are fucked for this season. So, personally, I don't bet this game at negative 10 because I think it's going to be a close game. Um, but I can tell you to look for this. If the Patriots come out and Tom Brady throws three or four touchdowns, puts up a bunch of yards, and they fucking dominate this game from start to finish, you can feel safe betting on most of his games for the rest of the year. If he comes out and wobbles, he's done. Not, not, I'm not saying they're going to take him out. I'm saying don't trust him for the rest of the season. Because four, five games is enough to tell if a 40, 41-year-old guy is going to come back and play at the level he did before. Yeah, and I look, I, I, I think this is a, another bounce-back game for the Patriots. I think this is where they turn the corner. And um, I, I like the Patriots in this game. Uh, and I think this is where they start their, their ascent back. Isn't Edelman back? He's off his suspension, right? He's got Edelman back yeah. this week? Yep. Yeah. I, I, I like the Patriots in this game. Uh, by two touchdowns, I think they cover the spread. But me personally, I'm betting on the first half in this one at six and a half. Um, but I think this is where the Patriots uh, turn their whole shit around. Uh, next up, we got Titans at Bills. Whew. Titans minus three and a half. How is this not more? I don't know, man. The Bills looked. Uh, well, I made that comment in Pittsburgh um, before the game. The Bills before last week, they had pressured the quarterback more than any other team in football all season. I have no idea how they did that, by the way. Because um, I look up and down the roster, I'm like, wow, that's surprising. Um, and I'm looking at Josh Allen as a quarterback, and man, not, yeah. not, not good. Two touchdowns on the season um, in, in four games so far. Not That's not perform- the kind of performance you're looking at from a, looking for from a quarterback, but... Um, yeah, three and a half. You know, Mariota's been up and down, right? Injured, not injured, injured, not injured. So, I, I'm taking Tennessee all day long in this one. 
Um, I, sorry, I, hashtag Bills Mafia, but uh, yeah. I think I think Tennessee could at least win by a fucking touchdown in this game. Uh, and I, I, I'm taking Tennessee all day in this one. I don't, I don't know how the spread is so low. Did they get AIDS this week? Did the team contract AIDS that we don't know about? It's possible that the entire team got AIDS, yeah. Maybe. Uh, this this next one is a really, really tough game. Uh, the Dolphins at the Bengals. Spread is 6.5 for Cincinnati. I Look, we, we both shit on the Dolphins uh, this season, but uh, they're 3-1 and one somehow, and they're leading the division. They're a pretender. I, that's what I think. I, I'm taking the Bengals in this yeah. one, but I still don't bet it because I've... I have not been successful betting against the Dolphins this year, and I'm not going to start now. I don't I look. I, I never have any belief in the Bengals for Christ's sakes, but uh, uh, I, I like the Bengals in this one. Um, I think they win by a touchdown, but I don't bet this in real life. Same, I agree. Um, this next one is is a is a tough game. This is Ravens at Browns. Uh, the spread is minus three for Baltimore. Look, we got to see Baltimore in person four days ago in, in Pittsburgh, and they shithoused the Steelers at home on the Sunday night game. Yeah. That wasn't even close. Now they're rolling into the Browns with a little bit of confidence behind them. Who you got in this one, Dan? Oh, man, that's a tough one to call. i got to be honest with that. Uh, I think uh, the thing that sticks out to me most is what Carlos Hyde has not done so far this season. Um like, you know, it's funny you say that. I just traded him in fantasy football, and the guy I traded him to was just like, oh, 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 oh fuck you. Yeah, and I was like, right? no, 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 no. Um, fuck you, my man. Yeah, I'm just um, not. Uh, the Ravens are fifth in yards allowed on the ground this year, and yep. Carlos Hyde has been the weak spot. So last last week, um, Mayfield threw 41 passes, had his lowest career. Uh, passing percentage and threw a couple of picks. Mayfield's not the guy you want throwing the ball 41 times in the game. He just isn't that, that guy. He needs to, he needs somebody rushing the ball 25 times. He needs to throw the ball about 27, 32 times, and most of those, you know, in a scrambling kind of pattern. Um, Carlos Hyde is not doing it for me, so I'm I'm fine with the Ravens right here. I think the Ravens are going to win. I think I, 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 I give them the three and a half. I'm gonna I'm gonna go against you on this one. I'm gonna okay. take the Browns. Um, look, the, I, I watched that Browns game last week. The Browns hung what forty two points, which is a bit a big boy number in Oakland. And I, I think Mayfield looked all right. Those two picks weren't his fault. The first one bounced off his receiver. The second one was a you know kind of a hail mary pass uh, right before overtime. I think also to your high point, I think their superstar is that Nick Chubb kid has looked pretty goddamn good. I think eventually, and I started picking him up in my fantasy football leagues off the waiver wire, stashing him, because I think by the end of the year, he overtakes Carlos Hyde and ends up being the starter. But I, I like the Browns in this one, actually. I'm, gonna ta- I'm, I'm going to take the Browns for their second victory of the season in this one. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, not, it's not so much the interceptions from Mayfield. It's the 53% uh, completion percentage that, that bothered me from last week. And I think against yeah. a team like the Ravens, it has the Ravens started out the season. I think they were like eleventh ranked in defense, and they're in the top ten now. They're they're climbing on up the ladder. I think they're around six right now, top defense teams, defensive teams. Um, Their defense looked great at Pittsburgh it last really week. Really good, yeah. Um, I'm, I, this is a gut feeling on this one, Dan. I'm I'm, I'm going with the Browns. Let's, uh, let's do it. Next up, we got Packers at the Lions. The spread is minus one for Green Bay. 
Well, the <laughs> Lions. Who you got? The Lions are one of those teams. You you know how Penn State is for Ohio State, where you go into their stadium and you get fucked around quite a bit. Um, yeah. This is one of those games for the Packers every year. Um, but neg- minus one. Come on, man. I'm taking Green Bay all night. Yeah, I'm betting this. I'm betting this. It, as soon as the show is done, I'm fucking betting this game. Yeah, and should, putting it should, all. You on should there. go put your own American dollars on this game for sure. I, oh boy! As soon as we get off the air, I'm, I'm betting this game. I'm this spread just popped up, which is why I'm so shocked that it's only minus one for Green Bay. I'm waiting for it to refresh to be like minus eleven. This is crazy. Yeah. Um, Packers are two and one. Lions are one and three. No, I, I'm taking the Packers all day long. Now the next game we have. This is the toughest game of the entire week, in my opinion, to call. Um, Jaguars at the Chiefs. Jags have the best defense, obviously, and they're they're playing the Chiefs, who have the best offense. Who you got? I don't bet any game with Blake Bortles in it. Um, <laughs> that's like a that's a rule of the show. It is. I don't think you it is a rule of that. the show. Um, but <laughs> no, I, gotta, I gotta don't. I gotta say, uh, I I like that the spread is close because I think this is going to be a different game than the Chiefs have played so far. Jacksonville's defense is no fucking joke. Um, and uh, Mahomes' boy is good, and Kareem Hunt is good, and Tyreek Hill is very good. Um, but I don't know that either one of these teams puts up points like they normally do. And the reason I don't bet it is because Bortles might have one of those four touchdown games. The Chiefs don't have a great defense. They've been yeah. like the least amount of points they've given up this year is twenty three. So uh, the se- the secondary for the Chiefs is 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 weak. Um, yeah, it's not great. And you're right. Bortles has you know two or three of these games every year where yep. he'll drop fucking four touchdowns, and you're like, oh man, at least you went just darted him in fantasy. No, you didn't. You're yeah. never starting Blake Bortles. Well, here, fine, here's, motherfuckers. I, I think isn't Fournette out this week? Fournette is out. So that so that, he, that plays a big part as well. I mean, if the Chiefs can and can sit back in the in the nickel uh, without having they, what, what's yelled at is the backup for Jacksonville. He's also pretty good, so they may not be able to have that luxury. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take the Chiefs. Uh, I will. I actually, I'm going to bet my American dollars on this game, and I am going to take the Chiefs. They've been sexy. However, I, I will say this: in fantasy football, I have benched Tyree Kill in uh, in all my leagues this year because Jalen Ramsey's on him, and uh, I don't like that matchup whatsoever. So I, I've swapped him out this week uh, in fantasy football, but I'm taking the Chiefs. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm down with that. I think the Chiefs still win this game by touchdown. Um, yeah. I just don't think I, – I don't know, man. I don't think the Jaguars may not even score a point in this game. Who knows? I just can't fucking get around that. I think it's going to be a healthy dose of Kareem Hunt this week. He looked great last week. Um, and I, I got the Chiefs in this one. I, I believe in the Chiefs. Uh, next up, we got the Broncos at the Jets. This is a surprising spread. New York Jets minus one. Who <laughs> you got? Um, I'm taking the Broncos in that one. Same. I'm betting my American dollars on this one. I, I'm I'm really shocked by this. I don't think the Broncos have looked that bad this year. No, they have. I mean, they're they're like um, a couple of steps away from being a legit team. Not too far away. The Jets are a decade away from being a fucking legit team. <laughs> so this is super surprising to me. A negative one. The Jets are the Jets, and uh, I'm taking the Broncos all, all night long. Yep. I'm, I'm putting my American dollars, my U.S. American dollars on this one. Yep. Uh, the next one is, is look, these are our, 
my two biggest disappointments of the year. Oh, for real, the, yeah. Absolutely. I was the just Falcons about to say that. at the Steelers. Uh, half of the, the the Falcons might as well just just call their team the ER. Um, half the Falcons defensive starters are on injured reserves, and uh, the Steelers look without Le'Veon Bell. They look lost. Ben Roethlisberger looks old for the first time ever, and they cannot get the ball to Antonio Brown like they have been in, in years past. I don't like this game. I don't bet this game, and I have no idea who's going to win this game. This is a coin toss to me. Uh, it's Pittsburgh minus three. Matt Ryan's been slanging that dick. Uh, you know, for the sake of the show, gun to head, I'm taking the Falcons, but I don't believe in either of these teams. Do I, you? I wonder, I didn't look yesterday at what the spread was. Was it two and a half yesterday and people were betting on the Falcons or what, what happened here? I, I, I don't know. I, I was in the air, so I just landed and that's full yeah. disclosure for the audience because again, and we said this last week, we're honest with you about where we bet our our money on and and there's games that we tell you to stay away from because we don't we don't want you to lose we, we want you to break the bank at mybookie.com so i fuck them i, I don't touch this game i, I have no idea um you, you know, know just i agree with that we definitely don't do this um but i'm gonna i'm gonna say steelers just because i hate you yeah uh, of course I, I want you to feel more sad because it gives me energy yeah this would this would drop the falcons to one and four but I look, I like the Falcons as far as fantasy football goes on the offensive side of the ball. I, I, I wouldn't, I don't know what the fuck is going on with Devonta Freeman. Uh, I don't touch him at all. But uh, Calvin Ridley has been my sleeper. I called it before the draft started. That motherfucker is scoring like eighty points a week in fantasy. I think that continues, and uh, I think Matty Matty Ice continues. But I have no belief in that defense. So well, there I don't is no know. defense. I mean. None, which is why the, the over-under is so high in this game. It's 57 points in this game. I like it. Yeah, that is a lot of fucking points. I want to uh, see but, the points. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I stay away from this one. Next up is uh, the New York Giants at the Panthers. This is Panthers by a touchdown. Who you got? You know who I hate uh, is Eli Manning. Um, his face, I want to punch him in his fucking face so bad. Uh just the squishy face, the stupid look on his fucking face. I hate it. Um, <laughs> so I'm taking the Panthers. Yeah, I, I think, think this the Giants is a, suck, man. I, 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 I do too. They, was, their they have the worst is... offensive line I've ever seen in my life. Yep. Uh, I think Saquon Barkley probably puts up 100 to 120 yards and nobody else does shit. And um, that gets offset by McCaffrey and then we'll see what happens. I, I just don't, there's no way that the fucking Giants are going to go into into uh charlotte and and beat or, or I, there's no way but this yeah the, the look, over under and this is really low 44 and a half yeah panthers are coming off a bye um neither of these teams are sexy to watch this is uh, I'm, look i live in north carolina so this the the fucking panthers are always on um man they're a boring team to watch i like mccaffrey but uh cam newton's hit and miss he's either you know black jesus or He's fucking terrible. Uh, I, I take Carolina in this one, but I, I stay away from this one just because I don't like seeing two mediocre teams go at it like this. I don't put my money on shit like that. Um, so, you know, gun to head, I'm, I'm taking Panthers. I, I think they will win, but, you know, by a touchdown. So I wouldn't, I'm going to be surprised if this was a push. Uh, next up, we got the Raiders at the Chargers. It's the Chargers minus five. Who you got? Um. Well, you know, so there's a... You called it right last week. With the I did. I, I picked this. I picked the Raiders last week, and they covered. It was uh, minus two and a half. They won by field goal in overtime. 
Thank you very much. I said John Gruden would not go 0-4. He did not. They're uh, skating down the freeway here to the Chargers. There is a lot of Raiders fans in Los Angeles still. So be prepared. Enough, Marshawn Lynch had a really good week last week. He did. Um, and for those of you who haven't been paying attention, Derek Carr has still got a 71% completion percentage. Uh, not a bad team. I think it took a little bit for their defense to get their, their head right. Uh, but I still don't think it's there. Um, but this is L.A. This is not a home game for the Chargers because no game in L.A. is a home game, a home for, the game for the Chargers. Uh, they're 2-2. Two and two. Man, at, ne- at, at minus 5. I don't understand the minus 5. That's a weird a weird number. Um, I'm assuming it started lower and it's been creeping up because people are betting on the Raiders. Uh, I, I'm going to take uh, the Raiders in this one. Yeah, I, I'm too, actually. Um Again, there's a lot of Raiders fans who live in Los Angeles. The Raiders haven't played a home game, or uh, not a home game, because it will be a home game to them, because their fans will show out. But they have not played in Los Angeles in a while. Expect people to come out for this. This might be close to sold out, which would be super rare for for Los Angeles football. I think this will sell out, for sure. Yeah, and it will be all Raiders fans. fans. Yeah, that that crowd's going to be hyped. Um, I, look, I picked up Amari. I traded for Amari Cooper in a couple of different leagues last week. He lit it the fuck up last week, and uh, I, I look for that to continue. And I, and I like the Raiders. Uh, I like the Raiders in this. Uh, next up, we got Vikings at Eagles. Boy, this is a really tough game uh, to pick. A lot of injuries on the Eagles side of the ball. Corey Clement is uh, is hurt. Uh, Sproles is hurt. Fletcher Cox is hurt for the Eagles. Right now, it's Eagles minus three. I still think the Vikings are a good football team. I'm taking in the Vikings in this game. Who are you taking? Yeah, I got the Vikings too, although they keep in mind they haven't won a game since week one versus the 49ers. They've tied and lost twice to the Bills. And last yep. week, I mean, they so the Rams, great offense and great great defense, and, and uh, the Vikings only lost by a touchdown. That may seem like a loss, but to me, that's kind of a comeback game after losing to the Bills. Um, I think they, I think they put a little steamroll on the Eagles this week. Yeah, and look, the, the Vikings put a lot of points on the board against a, a very good yeah, thirty-one Rams defense, and um, I expect that to continue, especially if Fletcher Cox is out. Um, right now, we don't know, but uh, I like the Vikings to win outright, um, and you get points. So, yep. congratulations! I'm taking the Vikings in this one. Next up, this is probably the worst game of the week. Uh, this is the Cardinals at the 49ers. I like that they put a spread on here. That To me, putting a spread on here uh, is like being the last person picked in a fucking street basketball game or something. <laughs> like, oh, you're left. I guess we'll throw a number out there. Fuck it. Why not? Because these teams <laughs> fucking suck. One of them doesn't have a quarterback. I don't, we still don't know who the 49ers quarterback is. No, I, I, I think it it's Brett Hart. all I know. I don't know. Yeah. Look, you never know. How um, funny would the, it be if they brought fucking homeboy back and he protested week one? That'd be Kaepernick. Yeah, that would be so fucking funny to me. If he, you know, if, they asked. Oh, they had to have. Yeah, and he was probably. They, oh, they, okay. they asked the coach. They were like, "Hey, would you ever consider it?" And they were like, "Nope, not in a million years." That's fucking yeah. funny to me. Yeah, uh, and look, Josh Rosen is, is now starting for the Cardinals. Yeah. This is a game safe far, far, far away from. It is minus four for San Francisco. Gun to head just because it's a home game. I take San Francisco. The over-under is 41. God, that's awful, too. This is a miserable game to watch. I, hopefully they black this out and don't even televise it. I don't think the world needs to see this game. I stay away from this, but uh, yeah, sure, why not? 49ers, I guess. 
I don't I don't put any of my money on this, no, and I don't recommend you no. doing it at home. Don't. This next game is, uh, man, uh, I, I'm surprised by the line here. So it's Rams Seahawks, uh, yep. and Rams at uh, minus seven. So the Rams were minus seven against, and granted it was at home, but they were minus seven against the Vikings last week, who were a much better team than the Seahawks. Um, and the Rams have shown no real weaknesses so far. Aside from being young, they get a little, uh, I, I wouldn't even say rattled, they just get a little hyper at, at points during the game. But that shit, with wins during the season, calms down. Uh, I think they fucking house the Seahawks, who have nobody left on their fucking team at this point. Same. And look, after Earl Thomas went down last week, to yep. me, he, he was the heart of that team. Uh, they didn't give him the new contract. He, he, he threatened to sit out. And he, he look, fuck, man, he broke his leg and he's gone. Now he's definitely not going to get that huge contract, which which would probably be his last one. This might have even ended his career. Him flicking off that sideline on the way into the tunnel when he was getting carted off the field said it all to me. It said, fuck this team, fuck this organization. The Legion of Boom is now officially over because there is no one left from it. I, I'd take the Rams all day long in this one. I don't know why this is minus seven. I, I thought it would be higher. Yeah, I was but, I was uh, assuming it would be 13 and a half or something like that. Or at least 10 uh, and a half. 10 and a half is where I thought this this would have been. But I take the Rams in this. They look great across the board, offense and defense. The only thing I would I would watch is that Todd Gurley showed up on the injury reports. It doesn't appear to be serious, but look for him uh, later on in the weekend before you bet this and, uh, and make sure he's playing because that definitely will affect his spread. Uh, but I like the Rams as of now. The Sunday night game is Cowboys at Texans. Houston is minus three and a half. Man, uh, the Cowboys showed out last week. Uh, this is a tough one to pick. Who you got, Dan? Oh man, uh, I mean, it's. I'm not. I'm not really sure how much of a boon the uh, Texans get when they play in Houston. You know what I mean? Like if it's. Uh, for a million years before, between when the Oilers left and when uh, the Texans became an organization, a lot of those people were Cowboys fans. Um, and Cowboys fans are all over the country anyway, so I'm not sure how much of a, a genuine home game this is. Uh, you say the Cowboys showed out last week. They only beat the Lions by two. So, I, I mean, they looked I, they looked good. Don't get me wrong. They, they, they were up, good. and Ezekiel Elliott had it going. Yeah, um, he looked great last week for sure. So if he and that's why I said by showed out if he has it going like that, anything is possible. Um, I look. I called the Texans last week for their first win. I said they would not start zero four. There's too much talent on this team. I, I the, I've been to that Texans stadium before. It is loud. Their fans are passionate. There will be some Cowboys fans that obviously hop on down the road to sure. see them. But uh, I, I I think this is a, a close game. But I, I'm going to say Houston by four, and I think they cover this spread. And I think Deshaun Watson. Goes the fuck off in prime time. Yeah, that's what I want to see for sure. Um, Same. Not that I dislike the Cowboys. We got some friends on the on the team there with uh, the Cowboys. You even took a picture with Zeke a couple weeks ago, but uh, yeah, we ate and, with the team afterwards. Yeah, and he, and yeah. he went. He definitely went off last week. But this, you know, the the Lions are not the Texans. Uh, not all defenses are created equally. Um, no, Zeke has that potential to go off at any game at any time, but. I feel like uh, this is a pretty safe bet at three and a half with the Texans. I take I take Texans. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I like this, um, and I enjoy watching the Texans play. They got a lot of talent. Last but not least, the Monday night game: Redskins at Saints. 
Drew Brees going for the record. It's New Orleans minus six and a half. Everybody's going to be watching this game. Um, man, I, I'm amped for this. I think Drew Brees deserves it. I, I bet this all day long. Uh, anytime the Saints are in a, in a big game like this, they're aware of the moment, and uh, I think they win by a touchdown. Bet it now before this goes up to seven. I, I like the Saints in this one. And I, and I believe Mark Ingram is back from his four-game suspension, right? Yeah, he is. Um, and uh, Alex Smith looked good last week versus the uh, the Packers. And also had, I don't know if you've uh, read any of the articles this week, but he had tons of good shit to say about Mahomes, which makes me uh, even more confident about Mahomes' future with a guy like Alex Smith who's been around for a minute. You know, speak so highly of him. But uh, back to the the issue at hand here. Uh, the Saints at home, that home crowd is no fucking joke either. No. Uh, during, and we'll be there. And we'll be there in three weeks uh, for, for the, the Saints-Rams game. Yeah, by the way, the Rams are going to fucking destroy the Saints in that game. But let's stay with this week. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Redskins, the Redskins, I just don't think, have a chance going into this game. There's too much emotion involved. And, and Breeze always rises to the occasion when that, when that's the case. Yep, I, uh, I I like the Saints in this one. Although I will say this: Look, Alex Smith has been remarkably accurate everywhere he goes. He controls the clock with those short passes, and uh, Jordan Reed has been healthy this year. Yep. So, uh, you, you know, I think this is very close. But I, I think New Orleans does New Orleans do does cover by a touchdown, and they 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 beat the six and a half spread. And I think Breeze gets the record in this. Um, and I'm going to call it Breeze gets the the, the TD record. With a uh, a little a little short pass to, to Kamara for about 20, 27 yards for okay. for the winner. Uh, that's super exact, but uh, that's what I'm going with, and I'm going with the Saints. Uh, Dan, looking forward to the fight this weekend. T- uh, tell them from the UFC who, who we got on the show next. Yeah, week. we're actually going to be interviewing a number of people. So we'll be interviewing Forrest Griffin, a buddy of the show. He's been on a couple times, um, and Black Rifle Coffee just shot a commercial with him not too long ago. Uh, we'll have yep. John Anik, who is the uh, the voice of UFC. He's Joe Rogan's partner on the uh, broadcast. Um, and uh, we're also going to be interviewing a couple more people that are super exciting that you'll hear about later. Yeah, so I'm amped, man. Uh, it's fight week. There, there's no better place to be in the world than Las Vegas. Let's go, McGregor!